Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Welcome to the fifth annual Social Suplex FOH Draft, the annual Christmas edition here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Jeremy Dahlman here, of course, with the young boy, Josh Smith, Rich Latta, and James Boyd. Guys, Merry, Merry Christmas, Merry Woo! FOH. Merry yes, Christmas, sir. guys. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Survivor Series was the uh, annual Thanksgiving tradition. This is the Christmas season tradition for Social Suplex. Yes. Yes. Fuck out of here, drag. <laughs> Get drunk and shoot on the business. It will just, just be a matter of time before, like, in, let's say, you know, 25 years before, like, it gets more and more relevant. And we'll be like, why are we even doing this? <laughs> <laughs> very, similar to, very similar to that Thanksgiving tradition. Ah. Well, wrestling's getting better. And better to the point where we're like, do we have anything to shoot on? Like, what the fuck are we gonna complain about this year? Or, or the fact that we, we shot on so much stuff in the past, it's like it's a lot <laughs> like, of the same Vince McMahon, you still suck. <laughs> yeah, I, I was talking to my girlfriend about this. Just, just draft Vince and then it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, like you look at it at this point now, it's like you drink like you draft Vince. He draft Dick Togo. You draft start a Rossi for, for for like all these fucking draws, and he'd be like, "Thanks for listening to the show. We're out of here. We're done." Sinclair Media Group. You can get the fuck out. Oh of yeah, here. A, yeah. Bully Bully Ray slash Marty oh Scroll. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You put all the bookers. It's all the bookers' fault. He's like, just get the fuck out of here. We're Nick, saying- Nick Khan for. <laughs> Nick on, throw him on there too. We get out of here. We we're, just bury individuals. We're telling Vince to get the fuck out of here, but he's gonna pass one day. We're gonna be like. We're so sorry for the family of Vince McMahon. <laughs> We're gonna do a, a morning episode. Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do one of those. Was real. Like, hey man, like, look, did a bunch of bullshit. Um, but you know, he did. He didn't inherit the top territory. <laughs> he did make a bunch of top stars. He did. He did a lot of great stuff. Thank you for um, raising Ramon the, end, the Undertaker. The end. The end was was very was very lackluster. Al Davidson. Yeah, yeah, but like we can't ignore. You know, we can't ignore the fact that like he had advantages and like a smart person, he was able to further those advantages. And you say what you want to about his booking philosophy and stuff, but when he was in his bag, he will he will come out with something. It wouldn't work. He would rejigger, and then it would be su- successful. A lot of that was the '90s. After that, he held on for dear life. But hey, <laughs> hey, that's the job. You on top, you stay. He stayed on top. Whatever. Yeah, R.I.P. Why I'm so alive? Wet, so Jeremy, I think you should kick us off. With why the do we? Why do we just start this off by? Why do we just start this off by like envisioning Vince's dead? <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. Well, if uh, guys, if you're listening to this, that means that you've uh, paid or made a <laughs> do- donation to listen to this episode. We put it behind the paywall. If you're not, you're a freeloader and you need to give us gifts. Yes. Yes. Gifts. Donations. Donations. Do I need to, I need to send this, the, the seedlings, cease and desist shit? Or? Yes. yes. <laughs> like we, we better not hear y'all bootlegging this, reproducing, copying yeah. this, none of that. Yeah. Nah, but in all seriousness, we have been working for years and years and years to put out top content. We don't charge for anything. And this is the first time we're asking you guys to donate. So like literally throw us four bucks, five bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, hundred bucks, whatever you want to throw us. But like, it's Christmas time. We're trying to get paid in these streets. Like hook us up. You know, it's a business. Yeah. We got, we got, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm not going to say anybody's names. I hear, but there are those amongst us that are wearing fake shirts. Why you got to roast me? <laughs> I, 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 no, I did not say anybody's name, Josh. You decided to, 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 to do that. That's on you. Guys, listen. That's I'm, on you. I've always Help Josh and I wear no more face shirts. Please. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I love this shirt. <laughs> Tell them what you're wearing. I'm wearing the CM Punk Best in the World shirt from 2010, but they don't make it anymore. But you're not wearing that shirt because that's a fake shirt. <laughs> that's what I keep trying to explain to you. You're wearing a fake shirt. That is not authentic. It's make-believe. It's authentic yes. as fuck because I'm wearing it. It's on my chest. I see it right it's now. It's authentic in your heart. Yeah, it's real. Okay. What do we I guess that's all that matters, right? What do we why, why, we, we got to go to the why, drinks. Why, why what can't are we, we drinking? What are the rules? So uh, let's see. I'll start. I'm drinking uh, Angry Orchard. I got the the fall edition. So I got uh, strawberry. I got peach mango and the uh, cinnamon, along with the regular uh, Angry Orchard. So how many of those did you have to drink to get to the level you're at now? This is my third one. That's how it's up. Jeremy's yes. lightweight. I mean, look, Jeremy is lightweight. We're also a lot bigger than him. So it is also that to take into account. When I didn't it comes mean to that. The- I just mean he doesn't drink that much. Like, so I mean, it, okay. Well, I mean, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm, I feel like I'm a lightweight because I'm just I'm just the si- I'm just the size of the Titanic. That's really what it comes down to. So I can just handle more than most people. I'm, uh, I'm drinking vodka infused with rosemary, mixed berry, and lemon, and I'm making my own cocktail out of that. And uh, you know, club soda is pretty good. I am drinking Grey Goose straight. <laughs> yeah, boy. What's yeah, the boy. mixer? The ice. The ice. <laughs> exactly. Now, straight to it. No now, filter. Now, if you have followed uh, One Nation Radio, you have seen the journey and progression of Rich Lotta um, through the years to becoming a more um, a more adult, more understanding, more um, well versed person. This is uh, this is a clear backtrack. I don't re- I don't recall you ever drinking none straight before, uh, but except for Hennessy. Hey, and hey. Then, except for Hennessy, I understand Hennessy's worse than Grey Goose, but I don't. I want to know what pro- I don't know what. I want to know what went into your thought process. I want to drink clear, straight. What happened? What? what how did I? How did I? I feel like I. I feel like I failed in some way. What happened? <laughs> what, is, what is going so on? That here? Jericho. So shout out to the great Chris Jericho, who is <laughs> oh who has put God. this drink like in the atmosphere. Is wrote about it in his books for yeah years. Boy. It's called the Yeah Boy, and it's vodka <laughs> and ice. <laughs> and Grey Goose in particular. So. Well, Look, I think man. this is the first year you haven't drinking Hennessy on the show, right? I think no. so. I, I had, had the White Claws claw. one time, and I thought they were a game. That they were not. <laughs> you got caught like the rum on yes. the time. Yes. Uh, okay. That was uh, 2019, I think you had the White Claw. thought it was a game. Yeah. Never yep. again. It, it was not. <laughs> I was either huggling, <laughs> hugging, hugging the porcelain god. <laughs> like, 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 you, like you when... um. 
Uh, y'all might not remember this. Me and Rich had a had a fucking field day with this, uh, like offline or off of the air. But like, there's a there's a Joshi wrestler named you that used to be in Tokyo Joshi Pro. Now she's a top freelancer, and um, there was some um, some English speaking person that was trying to buy her uh, gear. <laughs> <laughs> it, this is like 2020 or whatever else and was trying to buy her gear and then like eventually like it led to like do you have any like <laughs> like war- do you have any game worn stuff if you will do you have any and she was like I can uh, not really and then it turned into all of a sudden like next thing you know more questions going along and it's like do you have any do you have any used draws and then, <laughs> oh, and, then no. and, and then like because obviously because of the, the Japanese English translation obviously she's done a lot of um, UK stuff like she's in she's a big part of uh, Pro Wrestling Eve before the pandemic and like her response was it is not <laughs> it is not <laughs> so so like yeah uh, just just yeah man like um what are you drinking, James? I am drinking, you know, the usual, trusual, which is um, Grey, uh, Grey Goose in, in either vodka or... Um, Grey Goose and vodka, my God. Uh, Grey Goose in cranberry juice or, uh, or orange juice. I'm with the cranberry right now. Before I tried something new, I had bought a slushy. I had drank, uh, filled the thing up, uh, drank a little bit of it off the top, and then um, I had bought a second cup. Um, or I didn't buy a second cup. I took a second cup. I don't know if they'll arrest me for that, but... Um, <laughs> Imagine getting arrested for a 15 cents cup. Wouldn't that be a bitch? Like, Sir, I need to come on all over here with us. All <laughs> oh, this over a second cup. So anyway, uh, other cup poured into vodka, uh, the Grey Goose, and then filled the rest uh, up with a slushy. That that thing, uh, you know, obviously, you know, liquor doesn't mix or doesn't uh, freeze. That slushy quickly became liquid. Thought it was a game. Um, the, but I will say this. The outside of the cup froze and chilled, so it was nice. It was nice. So right now, I have uh, after going through what what size is that forty something, uh, fifty two. Jeez, fifty two uh, OZ of uh, the Ooh. of the slushy in uh, vodka, Grey Goose. I am now working with the last of what I had of my Grey Goose with uh, cranberry juice. So. Um, that's what that's what we're doing. Hey, we, we got more where that came from. What's that? Anybody need a little little bit of extra goose? <laughs> I, I got about half a bottle left here in the bottle. So yeah, Jeremy, you want to take us through the rules and get us started? Yeah. So if you are new to the FOH draft episode, how's it worked? We're gonna do uh, two rounds of a draft format where we will drafting things in the year that we want to shoot on and bury. Uh, so we're going to start. James going to have the first draft pick this year. What's the order? There, there are 18 different topics. We're going to do two rounds. That means we're going to draft eight primary targets, and then we're going to do a rapid-fire round where we shoot on those other okay. 10 fucking shits. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're going to go start with you, James, and go around, and then, okay. we'll, then we'll snake back the other way. But okay. before we start, we did a Secret Santa. I had James. He is my uh, gift recipient, and uh, I've brought... My fucking gift for James, so I think it's appropriate for us to start. All right, so this is uh, the Secret Santa group in the Largo Loop, not the Social Suplex group. So for those that hear this from Social Suplex, don't feel like you've been left out or we are some uh, four pillars thing or whatever. Even though we do have a, this is, even though we do have, this is. no, no, it's not secret. They already know. Yeah. Even though we do have a four amongst the four of us because we're all like living close proximity to each other and all know each other. If, if we're um, the four pillars from AEW, which one's which? I don't know. From AEW, not from not from all Japan. From AEW, uh, I don't know. I don't think I necessarily relate to any of those. <laughs> kind of 
I'm fucking Jungle Boy. Man, you ain't, J- James ain't painting them like Darby. No, can't see it. I, nah, I'm not. I'm not putting my body in line for De- that. Definitely that less hair than Jungle Boy. I'm, yes, a lot. I'm less. Britt Baker. I, <laughs> fuck it. In that case, I'll be Britt Baker. And y'all can go from there. Then. Fine, fuck it. I'll, I'll take. I'll Baker. take Darby. I'll be a white woman. That's fine. That's fine. That means Rich is MJF. Sure, why not? Or, or Sammy. Or, or Sammy. Sammy. Either one. I think I think he relates more to MJF because, like, rich, 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 rich <laughs> relish, like, being a dick to people. He really oh, would. But, James, I wrote man. you a little card on the uh, thing there. All right, let's see. No, no, no. On the, on the yeah. On the gimmick, on the bag, the tag. <laughs> <laughs> it says, for my dog, James, from your boy, Joshua. Okay, so, give y'all context on this. Uh, I was at... Uh, I was at uh, Josh and his girlfriend Megan's apartment uh, last weekend, and we were watching um, hey, the uh, the first two episodes of the new reboot of Sex in the City. So I think it's called in uh, and just like that. So um, Josh was basically like trying to reach out to his local the Largo Loop uh, folks. Basically trying to get the fuck out of there because he did not want to watch the chick flick stuff, right? And look, that's fine. But then, like, I made it, I made it known to him that like I watched that kind of shit. He was like, "Well, please come through," <laughs> so I don't have to leave my own dwelling and I can like get the jokes off or whatever else, or I can have some, you know, I have an idea what the fuck's going on. So no, like, no, Megan found out that you liked it and she's like, "Invite him," and I was like, "All right, not, okay." Not that I wouldn't want you there. But, like, Megan was the one. She was like, oh, James likes it? Fuck yeah. He's coming through. <laughs> <laughs> so we're watching the first two episodes of the, of the reboot. And, like, the whole time is like, because I know Josh is not really all into that shit. So, like, I have to make it at least entertaining for him. And, like, Megan is so, um, Megan is also inclined to like it, too, as opposed to, like, I like this thing. And like James is making a joke of it while he I appreciate him also liking it too. He's making fun of it to my to my boyfriend who doesn't really care about it. So like I don't I'm not really appreciating this. She was all with it, so like it was it was a blast. So mm-hmm. uh We're drinking Cosmos and I got so, fucked up. <laughs> yeah, so uh she has me kind of, I, like he might like I'm not much of a drinker. Like the Cosmos like the first time I've drank uh last week, like I can't remember the last time I drank like two weeks back to back. I can't remember. Woo. It's been it's been it's been years. So, um, anyway, so we're having a blast, and I'm like laughing about all like the goofy stuff that like because it's a reboot and like it's a reboot of a show from the '90s and in the two, early 2000s. So like it has all the problematic stuff, and you're reviewing it from through the lens of like now, mm-hmm. and like it's just funny. And then you know we're you know they end up. <laughs> They end up killing. Uh, I almost said something, but it's like now we find out he is not, in fact, my dog. Like fuck him. But they killed uh, my dog, Big. Yeah, <laughs> at the time, like they killed off, they killed off uh, Mr. Big, and I'm like, oh, they brought him back just to murder the dude. And then not only did they murder him, they murdered him. In, like, he had a heart attack, and he stayed alive until Carrie, Carrie, bitch ass, didn't even bother to say this man. She didn't know how to say that out of public chest for CPR. And then we find out like a week later, or a few, like five days later, like, oh. That ain't your dog, James. That man is a serial, uh, you know. sex pest. Yeah, sex pest. I'm like, all right, well, oh, you know. Oh, damn. Maybe they were right to, kid, to murk this man off rip. Alleged. Yeah, so, um, anyway, what's so. That, what's that got to do with the president? So, so when they murked off my dog, so when they murked off my dog, uh, at the point, I was like, when they, as he had having a heart attack, I was like, oh, they murked my dog big. So, like, Josh on the notice says, from my dog, James, because he's a <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> So, no, no uh, bro. 
You're just my dog. That's all right. so, <laughs> so it all ties together. So I don't know which one you want me to. Is there it, either one? Either I got, one. I got you okay. two gifts. He got me two gifts on Secret Santa. All right. So um, last week he wanted me to open them. I was like, Nah, man. We need to save this for the show. So I'm opening um, one now. So I have a DVD of a Blu-ray. Oh, oh, sorry, a Blu-ray. Yes, that's right. The Blu-ray case. My bad. Uh, so yes, it is All Star Dream. Uh, so this is like all. This is like the. Uh, LLPW, all or, or Zinjo, um, JPW, and FMW uh, show. Like this is it's the greatest wow. woman show in the history. It of is wrestling. Yeah. So this is what ninety two, right? Ninety three. Ninety three. I'm off a year. Yeah. So like, oh shit. There's a there's a ghost <laughs> in this shit. <laughs> what is there are ghosts. So so yeah, like I appreciate it, man, because like there's a bunch of great matches on this on this card. So this eight, is eight hours, dog. Yes, yes, uh, uh, yes. There's a lot of stuff here. So uh, next one, let's open this up. Also, um, I'm assuming that you are the one that wrapped these, right? I, I wrapped them. I can tell because like women them. don't wrap like don't wrap gifts like this. <laughs> I wrapped and them. I know that women don't wrap gifts like this because like I, I learned from women how to wrap, so like I'm like I, I would not <laughs> look at all this like the efficiency of of the of the wrap. It is like ridiculous. Like so, these fit in DVD cases. It's like. This is like uh, in, a DVD, in, a, in a Blu-ray case. There is literally I'm looking at like three feet of, of wrap, and it's like, nah, ain't no way, ain't no way, no woman uh put did this. I'm just I, I no know, way, I boy. know, man. I'm just ain't showing no you how way, much boy. I care about you, bro. Oh yes, oh the big egg. Oh shit. So this is the this is the '94 Dome show that has Rich. Rich knows this. Um, the fantastic, incredible. Um, Aja Kong, Manami Toyota match on here. This is also like a part of that show that also they had that tournament um, for uh, for the top title. So yeah, like yeah, man, you you did really good with this one. Yeah, yeah. You did really good with this one. Really I good. Knocked it out the and, park. And really good. This man has two of the greatest. Uh, he gave me DV, uh, Blu-rays for two of the greatest uh, shows in the history of professional wrestling uh, from the '90s, and I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And they got Josh. the fucking awesome. art and everything. Yes, and um, you know the good thing with it is if they ever pull this shit offline. Which they wish they were bound to because <laughs> you look, got it. They go down, they come right back up. Like I, I follow a bunch of these different, um, um, let's say Joshi or Piro um, uh, channels that have old stuff, and they come up and they go down all the time. So got, got at least like, I got place. the hard copy, definitely. Yeah, you know, in case uh, Peacock buys it. Yeah, you got yeah. it. Yeah. Imagine if <laughs> on the list, <laughs> Peacock, Sire, Apple, fucking um, sold the rights to AJW. Oh my god, it'd be awful. If you guys are looking for this IVP video, that's where I got these. Yes, great value. Check it out. Yes. Uh, with no also, further ado, oh, oh, one more thing. Uh, for those uh, for those that that, that that know me and know the kind of stuff I delve into as far as the illegal uh, activities, as far as being able to watch uh, all Japan uh, women's wrestling, uh, shout out to shout out to all Japan classics because every week, <laughs> all every week there's a new or just about this every week there's like oh you want to watch you want to watch ninety five uh, uh, all Japan is there we'll pull up the, we'll pull up those shows uh, so yeah shout out to them and uh, their illegal activity. <laughs> Well, uh, let's go ahead and kick the uh, the first round of the draft off. So, James, we're going to start with you. You're going to have the first uh, draft pick in this year's FOH draft. Okay, so... Um, and FOH stands for fuck out of here. We haven't said it already. Uh, no, I said it. <laughs> okay, so... Um, man, 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 man. We're 18 minutes deep. Let's fucking get it. All right, so... <laughs> I, I, I guess... There, I mean, there's really no other place... 
Y'all know where I would go with this. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. WWE firing 80, oh, 80-ish wrestlers. Different one. That's not what I thought you were going. <laughs> no, that's that's what it has to be. That's got to be That's what it has line. to be. That's what it has to be. Uh, we'll get to it later once we get to it, whichever one you thought I was going to take. But WWE firing 80-ish wrestlers uh, this year over budget cuts during record profits. Yeah, man. Um, we all understand WWE is a business. We all understand that um, business and corporations are going to corporate Right, um, they are heartless. Like there is no such thing as ethical billionaire. There is no such thing as ethical um, billion dollar company, multi multi billion dollar company. Like you could throw in what you want to say about the Saudi Arabia shows, whatever else. But like flat out, WWE and Vince McMahon and Triple H, they spent years upon years, literally like. <sighs> I don't want to say poaching. That's not necessarily the right word, but they were pulling people out of, the, out of these indie scenes that they thought were burgeoning and also went into international territories that they thought were making some noise because they wanted to destabilize these markets. And uh, by signing all these people, they didn't bring them into Orlando or bring them into NXT UK. They were um, taking talent off the board, therefore uh, draws and things that um, can happen outside of WWE were, were uh, less likely to happen. And they ended up, you know, obviously with AEW coming on and with uh, basically all of Japan basically saying, fuck you. Um, <laughs> they weren't able to uh, do what they were trying to do. So, and that's probably for the betterment of uh, professional wrestling going forward. But um, as they fail and that happens, that means that eventually uh, they have to let people go or they don't, have, or they let people, they, they don't have to, but they eventually decided, like, we don't want to do this anymore. And they fired. Lots and lots of people after years of not firing anybody for years and years and years of like like a three four year span where they just like rarely even fire anybody unless it was like some situation where like they were begging and pleading for the releases and they finally like reached a part where they're like we'll finally legal shit yeah like stuff that. like that yeah. stuff where like someone absolutely had to go but outside of that for years they just were not and they were just stockpiling talent and just leaving them on the shelf and not doing anything and leaving them in catering or whatever else or leaving them in um, leaving them at home so. For, for them to get to the point where, like, they're off the road, there are no house shows expend, uh, being expended, and at the point in time, like, there was a weird period where, like, they were damn near not making any money off house shows, um, and then there's no house shows, and, like, they then go and just start, like, firing people, like, in, in waves for a full year, like, waves, waves, waves. Time at the time, and it's like it kept being like people that were on the main roster, and then it was people in NXT, there's people that weren't doing anything, and then, um, it was just it was really frustrating to see that shit. And I was just like, hey man, like, what what changed here? What does that be changed? Just the fact that like y'all can't do house shows anymore, like y'all still made as much money as y'all were before. In fact, you can argue because they were going so far in the tube with doing house shows that they probably shouldn't have been doing anyway. Um, and the Thunderdome, they were making more money. Right, they're making more money. And, like, you're making more money and you're firing people in the middle of a pandemic where, like, you know that these people, like, as you fire them, whatever, like, name recognition or hotness that they have to, like, get themselves hired somewhere else is on the shelf for a quarter of the year. It's just like, yo, this, this fucking sucks. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't, I don't, there's no way to spin this around other than, like, this is just corporate greed, and y'all were trying to take over the world. The world told you to, to fuck off, and now, like, you're, I don't know, like, tucking your tail almost? And the way, it's like, what about all these people that, like, 
all these people that are more than just like numbers on a uh, or just names and numbers on a uh, on a spreadsheet. Spread, yeah. Yes, a spreadsheet. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have got that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like what? Like what about these people in their lives and the fact that they packed up and moved and you know bought right. houses, bought you know uh, drop down payments and came over here to make this thing work to be good employees for y'all. I'm sorry. M- M- <laughs> independent, independent contractors, pal. In, yeah, quote-unquote independent contractors for y'all. Like, this is this really sucks, and it's like, that can't be good for morale because all these people know each other. I feel the spin or that are on the road, like, they're clearly going to relate more to um, the talent that's being fired and laid off than uh, to y'all that are like, just, or you were like Nick Khan and just like, I was looking at a spreadsheet and say, this person's making way more money than they quote-unquote deserved based off of what they're doing on TV, get them the fuck out of here. We don't care about if our storylines make sense after this, we'll make it make sense afterwards, which they don't, but we're, that's how they feel. And it's like, yo, this this is not this is not good for your TV product. This is not good for your employee or the people, your on-screen talent. It's just, it's just a mess. And, like, it happened, year, it kept happening, like, in months after month, like, every single month in waves. And it's like, at one point, you know, like, for me, Y'all know this, like, NXT was my last, like, thing with WWE that, like, I had a connection to. Yeah. And last thing I loved that WWE did that, that you know, has any connection oh, to, we get to wrestling. It. And, like, when when they, cu- when they cut, like, uh, Fish and Bronson Reed and um, Mercedes Martinez, like, that shit just, like, I was, like, I was done with the product. And then, like, you know, obviously they've done two different uh, season fin- or series finales of NXT. Like, they had, <laughs> like, since then, like, you know, the last two takers have been the series finales. Yeah. But, like, it, it was just, like, yo, I'm not even, I'm, I will watch those. But, like, the TV, no, fuck that. Y'all going a different direction. Like, y'all don't want to watch. Y'all, like, y'all literally had, like, some of the best wrestling in the world and some of the best wrestling of this era. And y'all, like, walked away from it because y'all want to, do this shit that like maybe it will work, but like it won't work with the booker you have on top. Like if you want to go to all you know big green dudes, whatever else, like I'm sure you know I sure all of them eventually have some pride in their work and will you know if they want to they will get good at this. I, I, I don't I don't count out of any of that talent that's you know was around and was signed that doesn't have a that didn't start off like being you know big wrestling goofs like us, wrestling fans like us and marks, but like. I don't know how they're going to get there when, like, the only people that's going to be leading them around are, like, people that, like, have no clue what pro wrestling in 2021, what people want. Right. So, yeah, for me, like, they can get the fuck out of here. Like, so y'all can have y'all pieces or whatever. I thought it was a, um, just every time we would get one of those quarterly conference calls, that day it would start happening. It would be like, so the people that y'all were just talking to, like, they're not, like, plugged into this shit. Like, it's just really confusing every time they're like, yo, we're up. We're we're making all this money. And then, oh, yeah, we got to start firing more people. Um, a friend of mine got fired. Uh, as y'all know, like, I'm, you know, real tight with Swerve. And, of course, like, Hit Row had just debuted. Um, they got over within, like, five months of being on NXT. Yep. And also, uh, they were on the main roster for, like, three weeks, maybe. It's three weeks. Just I think Swerve did, like, one match. And it was just like, I saw like, you know, I talked to Swerve hours and hours pretty much about like, you know, the thoughts that he put into, you know, trying to, trying to make it like that. And I'm like, damn, like they, they, first they get rid of, um, uh, B-Fab. B-Fab, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know, they get rid of Swerve, Top Dollar and Ashanti. And I'm like, 
well, what the fuck? Like, and then I'm just like confused by it. And it was over. And a lot of the people that got fired were over. They have talent. And it's just a sad situation um, because I know there are some people in those groups that really wanted to be in WWE. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I don't know, man. It's, um, I feel like here's the deal. We've been here before. Uh This is not the first time we've ever drafted WWE firing a bunch of people in the middle of a fucking pandemic. This is last year. Yeah, we drafted last year. (laughs) Year we've been here, and also it feels like every time they do this, the WWE diehard stands are playing mental gymnastics to try and defend this fucking money hungry, greedy corp. Like you said, or uh, James, corporate greedy fucking bullshit company that just sees people as an expenditure on a fucking spreadsheet as opposed to yeah. an actual human being, you know? And, I mean, we could get into all the ins and outs of, like, who they did or didn't use, but the bottom line is this company doesn't know how to build stars anymore. They don't know how to use talent. There they was no real to pattern use... to, like, what they were doing either. It was like, yeah, no. you know, right. Bray Wyatt, he can go. Braun Strowman, right. he can go. Right, two people that have, like, will be, like, gigantic successful success stories for, like, the existence of this... NXT PC program and like you would figure just politically like you would keep them around well it, like, it just proves what Rich has been saying for years now NXT was a scam and, thank you NXT and, was a fucking and, scam and you look at like they, they always say oh we have a plan when people get called up people like say oh we, we have a plan for when people get called up oh wait and let it play out are we losing to Charlotte let's let, let it play out it all makes sense at the Boy. end and it she never got by, she got pinned by Selena Vega this week yeah <laughs> in 50 seconds <laughs> <laughs> after being distracted like a fucking moron yeah. yeah it never pays off in the end it never makes sense there is no plan like we mentioned you, you saw Hit Row being called up they're gone. Uh, Bronson Reed's getting tryouts on the main roster. He's gone. Like Cross, he dude, getting called dude, up wearing the NXT know, belt. Dude, you yes, know, carrying Cross, all all the different uh, gimmick changes in yep. a matter of weeks. Put him in a mask dude. like he's the fucking demolition guy. They hoarded everybody when it was to their liking because they thought that it would hurt their bit their competitors in business. Then when they realized that they failed at being able to stop AW from becoming Look, a major and they got their ass whooped. And they got their ass whooped. They're like, "You know what? We don't need to be paying, you know, the good brothers these $500,000." No, no, no. No, no, no. That figure is way wrong. It was way more than that. Okay. They were making That's they were making 3 they were making 750 Shawn Michaels 19 <laughs> prime Shawn Michaels money. Don't you ever fucking forget that Shawn Michaels when he was a fucking WWE champion was making $750,000 a year and that and that uh, Gallows and Anderson make that money. I will always remember that's that shit. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> we don't need to pay all these people all this money. So all these top guys that aren't really making us money Fuck y'all. And all these guys that were at the bottom that we said, you know, just grab for the brass ring. You know, we're going to we're going to make you we're one gonna day. We're going to do something with we're you. We're going to do something with you. Oh, wait. AEW's like entirely overbloated. And now there's no indies for you to work. And now there's like no market. Fuck you. Go home. They suck, bro. And they've literally fired most of the industry that they're hoarding her for like five years. Fuck them. Yeah, even Vince is like, yeah, maybe pal, we'll, we'll give them some more talent if they, they want to sign them more. <laughs> like, bro, yeah, like, he what, said that. What the we'll, fuck? We'll, 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 give, we'll give them more. That's true. <laughs> he did say that. Yeah. I think it's funny, though, the the people that he picked, though, like, 
like Tony Khan's not picking everyone. Like he's only picking like Braun Strowman's not there. You know who he's picking, right? The he's best pick, ones. He's picking the same guys that Triple H picked. Right. <laughs> and then yeah. and then you look at and then you look back at it in, in retrospect and it's like, yo, like I understand like the show. Pretty why it's not there. Right. Like you understand like what you come to this point and you're like, Melzer mentioned this at one point in passing almost, like that like as Triple H lost power, that a part of it and then moving over to 2.0 was like a part of it was like a lot of people feel this way was that like Vince has secretly like sabotaged Triple H to kind of prove to himself that he is still the guy, and like you look at like there's people that Triple H pushed NXT at the top of the card while they're becoming a third traveling brand while like working literally out of doing you know um, one date of like four hour TV in uh, full cell and then like going and then doing another and then like from there going to uh, a 15,000 seat arena and having people have some of the best crowd reactions in the history of WWE. And like, you see that. And then you're just like Vince, like he's picking the biggest guy. He's picking the big guy yeah. with the best physique. <laughs> no. Regardless of whether or not they can Check get over. So then like, and then like Vince gets these guys that triple triple H asked when he asked triple H for his best guys. And he sends Johnny Gargano and he sends Tommaso Ciampa and he sends Ricochet and he sends Alistair Black. And then like, they come over there and like they they have nice crowd reactions in the matches they have or whatever else in the time being and then like Alistair Black comes over there and like he, there's nothing for Alistair Black and they fire Alistair Black and then he shows up on uh, AEW and like he gets his ass over at like a level to where he could be potentially champion in the next year or so um, in four weeks in one match is like and then you see Andrade and you know and it's like. You tell me who has a better idea on what gets <laughs> over in 2021, right? Given that, like, there are two there are two top bookers. There's Tony Khan, there's Vince McMahon. Um, Vince McMahon knows how to get knows knows what the stuff he gets over is stuff that like he kept he was able to get over 20 years ago. As far as something that's a newer idea or whatever else, something that's um, different from from like the status quo of what Vince's canon of pro wrestling is, like. He hasn't been able to succeed in that way. But you look at Tony Khan and, like, he can get over uh, someone that looks like Darby Allen, someone that looks like Sammy Guevara, someone that looks like Jungle Boy, someone that looks like MJF. And you see Aleister Black gets there and he, he immediately comes in and, he's a, and he immediately, like, makes himself known and, like, nah, this is one of the best in the world. Like, don't let, don't let this man fool you into, the, into believing that the shit you saw in NXT did not happen. Like, and it's just like, it's just... And then to go from there is like, well, you know, you know, you know, given like what Triple H has been through in his career and what got him to where he is, is like so much that is Sean is Sean. And like, so of course he can't have some big stigma about fucking height and size. And then you see who he got, who he got over in NXT and then you see them end up in AEW and it's like, yeah, this is still Vince fucking this up. It always has Man. been. It always has been. Well, so, on that note, WWE, Man, WWE, firing at 80 wrestlers, get the <sighs> fuck, fuck out of here. here. Fuck you, Vince. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. All right, uh, so, Rich, you're up now. Oh, yeah, man. Rich. All right. So. Second pick in the first round of the FOH draft. Okay, this might. Oh, my God. Yes. He, he added Wrestle Kingdom Night 3. This, this, <laughs> this might be. I'm looking at the list. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
this might be a reach right right here, but I'm just gonna get to it now. It's a reach, but it's the first one you're picking. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a reach. Like this is something, me, this meaning is, it should go later. This is me. This is me. Like this is something that's been burning burning his soul of late. So I, I'm assuming I know what this is. It doesn't have anything to do with Kenny Omega. Adrenaline. It does not. It does not. I'm assuming something something Cody Rhodes. So, Rich, go ahead. With the second pick in the first round of the FOS draft, I've been, uh, you know, a little, you know, conserved so far. So far, Codyism. We see, we know you. We knew. Bring we your ass to the stage. <laughs> Sorry, Floyd. <laughs> Sorry, Floyd. Sorry, Tiffany. Cody. Sorry, Brandy. Cody. Sorry, the dog. Sorry, Pharaoh the dog. Who else do we need? Arn. Sorry, Arn. Dustin. 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 Sorry, Dustin. Dusty. Yeah. Dusty, Dustin, too. Sure, he's yeah. a great person, great family man. Don't do have to do to Stephen A. Smith. I'm sure he's a he's a phenomenal human being. You know who else does that? You know, you know, you know who else does that? Brian Alvarez does that too for yes. you, very I'm, I'm sure he's a great person, but we finna we finna we've been a grilled ass yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, Cody, right, right. bring it to the stage. So all year he looked over like he's over there or some shit. All year, Cody has been. Just in his own fucking world. All year, Cody has contributed nothing on pay-per-view. All year, Cody has been in these weird feuds from the whole thing dealing with Shaq. All right, fine. Works pretty, pretty is that his second? Is that his second best that match of the year? That might be his best thing of the year. That might be his biggest success of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Then, and, when, and when he got squashed by Alistair... He goes. Okay. In. Yeah. 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 The top two. Top two. But he, he's not really involved like in the narrative of AEW. He keeps going no. away over and over. Mm-hmm. Then he tries to cure racism in a promo. <laughs> oh God. Um. From there, his crowd reactions, I think, dipped off and were never the same. Yeah. Uh, I'm there in the building at Double or Nothing when Double or Nothing was the hottest crowd in America this year. <laughs> Um, just everyone going nuts. Like, um, I remember the second match of the night was the Bucks against Mox and Kingston. Like, no one sat down the last 10 minutes of the match. Mm-hmm. Shit was crazy. Cody Rose comes out there and kills the crowd with Anthony Gogo. Mm-hmm. He's dressed like a fucking slave master. Uh, people keep telling me this Homelander shit. I've never seen that shit. He looks like a slave master. Get over it. Um... <laughs> They're doing all this shit where, you know, he starts getting involved with uh with Malachi Black. Of course, you know, he goes over a go-go, whatever. Um, the Malachi Black thing, he gets squashed in what I call a kind of a performative fashion. Like, it's not like a... Uh, it was an incredible fashion. Yeah, like... Yes, that's beat. It's one of the best moments of the year. Like, yeah. and quite frankly, that might be his, that might be which, easily his best match of the year. And unless, unless you know, like, why it's so frustrating watching this look, guy. Because which... He can go out there and get fucking squashed and killed, and he's fucking incredible while doing it. And then, like, what's the rest of this shit? Then, even that, it's a ripoff of the shit he did a year ago with Brody Lee. Yup. So he's got one idea here. Yup. He tries to fake retire out uh-huh. here, right? Yeah. Talk no, about you're, it, you're, you're not going to fake retire. Then, of course, 
you know, that's like he starts getting those boos and, and, and it's, they're, they're chirping. We saw the reality show mm-hmm. around that time. And then he brings his ass to New York City. <laughs> Queens. Oh, my God. <laughs> the home of Nazir Jones. Mob D. <laughs> Nicki Minaj. Hello, Cool J. Hello, Cool J. <laughs> Run DMC. <laughs> <laughs> he comes to Queens, New York. You're from Hollis, yes. Whatever. But <laughs> he brings his ass out there in front of twenty thousand people, and then all of a sudden he's he gets misspit at him. He gets booed out the building. Because it rolled up to it rolled up and makes uh, Malachi Black look less effective. Yep, pretty much. Then it starts spreading around the country, and I have to start like hearing. Yes. <laughs> oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> Oh then, my god. That Omarion variant. Yes. <laughs> then the Omarion. <laughs> we see this dude start getting all these bad reactions. And then it's mm-hmm. like everyone starts the excuses. They start coming out and say, Oh, this is what we're looking for. Oh, Cody's working at a 4D level. He's so ahead. No, this man wants to get cheered, but he's getting rejected. It's bullshit. It's not what the company was built on. Um the character where it's like a uh, a John Cena, Roman Reigns type. Like, we don't need that, personally, I think. And also, why would you, why, why would you want it? Right. Like, it's like this whole thing where he's getting booed and cheered, mostly booed, is sad when you compare it to 2019, when he yep. was actually over, yep. right? Yep. And the more he, like, has gone against the grain, I feel like it's gotten worse for him. The fuse have gotten more confusing when we're putting other people in the ring with him. We don't know how to react. Crowds are confused. Matches are dying on pay-per-view. And all we have is this guy that I think has lowered his value, and it stems from taking himself out of the main event scene. Yep. And it's like you can't even... Like, I don't know what his true value is to the company at this point. And every day I, I, I think I'm like, man, what if Cody wasn't in AEW? Because when he's missing, you don't you, you don't miss you, him. You don't miss him. Like you get shows like all out, you know. You <laughs> oh get you, you get lots of the dynamites that, that were that were fire. Um, you get shows without blade jobs and table spots and right. managers flying all over the place and right. flaming tables. Right. And it's like, bro, like when I watch like Dynamite and I see Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson on the show, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're trying to tell me Cody Rose is a top guy. What were these fucking guys in habit? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I know. Like, like, I've always seen it coming with Cody from 2018. Like, this is a thing that is like he's not good enough as a wrestler to overcome whatever. He's trying to work his way through this thing, but we called it all in real time. We said he's blowing through way too many fucking angles. He's mm-hmm. doing way too much blood, mm-hmm. and everyone's going to get sick of it. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, the rest of the elite, smartly turned themselves heel ahead of time to get in front of any potential backlash and were able to out-wrestle any, like, type of shit like that. And they were also, like, they also decided, like, we're going to get people over. We're going to go low and slow. To a certain extent, and then eventually it will be our time. Cody never got to a part where it was his time. 
and they separate them, themselves from Cody also. That part too. Look, it is real hey, funny. Hey, I, hey. I want the book. Elitism, Codyism. You tell you, me. You know, we talk about like Baba Anoki. <laughs> Literally, they're diverse inside the same promotion. Let me just say, this is not something I would normally say on a regular podcast, but it is FOH, and I am five drinks deep. I can co-sign everything James just said because I know people in the company, and I'm telling you that there's a fucking rift between elitism. And then Codyism, and that's by design. <laughs> there, there are two AEWs. <laughs> that is heat, and that's a real fucking thing. Like, and, oh, and I feel like we 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 got a glimpse of when Cody had like those four or five main events. The uh, you know, end of the of this year, we got a glimpse into seeing what AEW looks like with Cody Rhodes near the main event. And I said it on One Nation Radio: if AEW is built around Cody Rhodes, it will die. Yep. Mm. Yeah, man. Floor is y'all's. Yeah, so I don't know if y'all y'all got y'all got something on this because I do. Bro, Cody's fucking sorry. He fucking <laughs> sucks. Like he sucks. It's all smoke and mirrors. And here's the thing: sometimes he's great, but most of the time when he's great, he's stealing shit that his dad did in the '80s or some other gr- better worker than him did in the '80s or some other fucking shit. And he's running out of ideas. And like this man can't stay hot enough to like stay in the company. He's got to go away and reinvigorate or reinvent himself. And like he's literally trying to do the same grift. That the Young Bucks did with BTE, but do it on TNT with his own, like, reality show and, like, work reality into a shoot. And, like, he's trying to be Pillman in, like, 97. He's not sure if he's, like, working <laughs> the boys or if he's working the fans or if working, he's working himself. himself. Like, he started working with a shoot, Hulk Hogan brother. Like, bro, Cody fucking sucks. And sometimes he's awesome, but most of the time he fucking sucks. And this company doesn't need it. This, yeah. is, this is going to... <laughs> the, name, the name of the promotion is all... Elite this, wrestling. This is going to make Second Josh so happy. <laughs> it really is. AEW from day one, the foundation has been built on guys like Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, the Lucha Brothers, Sammy Guevara, guys that can go out there and wrestle and have great matches. Cody can't do that. Even <laughs> oh my god, can't do that. Even. We've seen Cody. We've been in the building live for Cody versus Kenny Omega, one of the greatest professional wrestlers on God's green earth, and they couldn't have a classic matchup. There's a problem here, and it's not Kenny Omega. It's not the Young Bucks. It's Cody Rhodes. And you look at the history of what he's done. Yeah, you know, some people, that they want to throw up the Dustin match. Oh, that was five-star. That was great. So emotional. I need my older brother. All that crap. No, that, well, that's over. What has he done since that? <laughs> It's real dry. <laughs> he dropped to Brody Lee, and then he dropped to Malachi Black, and uh, he jumped off the cage. He jobbed to MJF. He jobbed to Jericho. He, he, he did a lot of jobs on uh, like in big Look, matches. Not oh, real so, jobs. He, he's so fucking giving. He, 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 he's a uh, WWE wrestler trying to make it in AEW. He's living off moments. I'm going to throw myself off a cage. I'm going to put myself he, through he, a flaming table. He is a I'm, I'm going to create is. these moments where the substance of his matches, there's nothing there. Like, no. there's always so something he's else going on. master of smoke and mirrors. Uh, okay, so for me, the part that is so frustrating about Cody is. I believe that he is now at a part where he is now at a point in the way that he wrestles where he is actually is a very good wrestler 
that is so stuck in his head and is so stuck in uh, the nonsense this is that he used to do and the crushes that he used to rely on to get a matchup because he wasn't as good that he is now like still reverting to that and is more and now for me it's even more frustrating. Like we talked about that uh, Malachi Black squash that he did. You watch that match. You watch the storytelling in that match. You watch like Cody this this territory wannabe ass motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> and you watch him literally like because he's so desperate um, because Malachi's all over him. He throws forearms instead of punches. You know. Right, like this is this is a Randy Orton. This is a this is a dude that is from the Randy Orton camp. Like that, just perfect punches. Right, straight could have been in Memphis. Right, he's throwing forearms to survive, and then that man gets squashed in um in that way. And you're just like this dude, like for a short period of time, maybe not long, whatever else. This dude is an incredible storyteller when he has his game when he's not caught up in the gimmicks and bullshit. And the part that's so frustrating is he f- he still feels like he's this insecure. Well, I watch him. I'm like, he's this insecure person that still thinks he has to rely on this stuff and he's not still good enough. And, that, and that's the part that's so frustrating watching all this is like, yo, you don't have to do that. You look what you just did in like five minutes with, Mal- with Malachi Black. You look at what you just did in the first uh, or in the second match with Malachi Black until the bullshit starts happening in that match. It's like, just fucking wrestle. It's okay to just be wrestling for now. Like, you are a great fucking promo. You're one of the best promos in the fucking industry. You have proven that. Talk talk from your heart. Get the bullshit out. We, we have to be cut- careful when we say that. Talk from your heart with him. Because he might try to end you're racism, right. James. You are right. 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 Um, I will say this, though. While while I feel like um, I feel like just flat out fundamentally the stuff that he said is fucking ridiculous and you can pull up the audio when I went, went literally line through line for that uh, that promo was in like what the fuck are you talking about at least I feel like he believes it so I so I can I'm not gonna go into it right now I did my piece on that at the time you can go through the archives and pull it up when I when I fucking eviscerated uh, that promo at the time when I go or talking about a go go so but. For me, like, we have, for some reason, like, diverted so far from what he was at the end of 2019, where, like, he was, like, the hottest baby face in the industry. He was. And, like, I understand, like, wanting to be giving, but in wanting to, and maybe he even thinks that, like, if I give so much, then, like, people will respect me so much because, like, I will, it's almost like a, a weird version of the martyr booking, but he's not he's not losing over and over and over again, or at least in all the time as opposed to the big matches against top guys, um, which he fucking does all the time. But um, it's just frustrating to see how, like, this, how this has came, and it's like, this is a person, like, I genuinely, he's a person I find to be, like, for the most part, in a wrestling ring or in a rust promotion, I find to like enjoy the stuff that he, that the stuff that he um, does, and I, I enjoy like the kind of enthusiasm he brings to wanting to do wrestling in a way that like pays um, respect, not necessarily a full uh, cover to stuff his dad did or whatever, but also like but be in the spirit of it. And I appreciate that stuff, but. At the same time, you also got to find your own path, and this path that he is going down is like has been too much of oh, in a complete like 
opposite of what the promotion is and the stuff that is hiding the promotion. Like, like you can't tell me that like CM Punk and and Danielson, I almost called him uh, Bryanson, <laughs> like Byron. <laughs> Like you can't tell me like they came here after they already know this dude and then they watch this promotion and watch it and then they see what everybody else is doing and what he's doing and then like they come and do what they do and they're like and then they see what he's doing and they're like, yo, what the fuck is this? Like Danielson come came in and said, Hey, I just feel like being the best fucking wrestler in the world. Yeah. It's like I haven't been able to really do that in like a decade. Yeah. So I'm just gonna come out here and be the best wrestler in the world. I just wanna kick people's heads and in. Every, right. Everything you're and saying he's fucking would, awesome. would require genius, it would require originality, it would require, mm. you know, the things he I, just I don't see many oh. people lining up to come work with Cody. <laughs> I think on that note, we should just say, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't really speak out of it. So yeah, Cody Rose, Cody Rose, Cody Rose is 2021. Cody, out of here. All right, so now on to the third pick in the first round, young boy. What you got for us? You know, I'd hate to be so on brand, but I think I gotta be on brand here. <laughs> and uh, for the third pick of the first round of the. Fuck out of here, draft. I am picking the IWGP mm. belt lineage. Mm. Speak, speak on it, brother. Okay, January 5th, Tetsuya 2020, Tetsuya Naito beats Kazushiko Okada in the Tokyo Dome in front of, in front of one of the last full, like, free, like, allowed to cheer crowds up until today's current date, and who knows in mm-hmm. the future when that's going to happen again in Japan. Because since then, we've been, you know, COVID, clap crowds, everything, you know. And um, just pray you don't go to Osaka for a big show. And when that they happened, brutal. he won both the IWGP title as well as the IWGP Intercontinental title. And then a year later and some change, they decided, you know, it would be a great idea if we decided that this white belt that has all this important prestige and lineage... And this black belt that has all this important prestige and lineage going back to 1983 or 88, depending on what you uh, ascribe to, they can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we're gonna, it. We're going to combine this shit. We're going to make Kota Ibushi the first ever IWGP quote-unquote world title because we've never had a real world title in the history of New Japan before. So at that point, they were saying... You know, Hulk Hogan, Antonio Noki, Tatsumi Fujinami, Big Van Vader, Hashmikov, Ricky Choshu, you know, fucking Great Muda, Shina Hashimoto, Kijimuto, Takada, Sazaki, Chono, Norton, Tenru, Sazaki, like Fujita, Yasuda, Nakata, Takiyama, Tenzan, Nakamura, you know, Bob Sapp, the fucking draw, Kojima, and Brock Lesnar, and Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Nagata, and Nakanishi, and Togi Makabe, and Okada, AJ Styles, Tetsuya Naito, Kenny Omega, Jay White, Evil, the motherfucker, Kota Ibushi, <laughs> all these motherfuckers can get screwed. The only title that matters is this world title. Everything that happened before, that shit doesn't matter anymore. Bro, do you know how fucked up this company has been ever since they abandoned what was literally, probably along with the WWE championship title, the most prestigious lineage in history in the... It, 
like in the history yeah. of wrestling. Yeah. Literally from like 2012 to like 2020, the title that was the preeminent Bro, title that was like. I felt like that shit was on like it another was, fucking level. It was on a pedestal. It was on this level with all these matches with like Naito and Okada and Tanahashi and Omega. It, it, it's not just like the great title matches and the great talent. It was also like this this lineage, this history was carried, was, was being fought for for the next person to claim it. In front of some of the best wrestling crowds I've ever heard in my life. So oh my you, god! You can continue, Josh. I just want to point that out. Part to, no, that no, part no. Out it's too. absolutely true. And like the thing is, it's like sure. Have there been other titles that mattered, like the Triple Crown title, mm-hmm. and the NWA title, and mm-hmm. the WCW title? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all there. But like most of those titles had to go like either like went down or by the wayside because companies closed or they had to like consolidate business. It was never that the company decided, you know, fuck this lineage. Yeah. Fuck everything we built for the last yeah. 50 years. Yeah. Let's just fucking screw it and decide to just New belt. You know, yeah. not to not to mention the white belt that Nakamura built off the back of his like sweat and brow before he like turned in his Hall of Fame career and went to WWE. You know, like it's just I it's the most unimaginable thing. And, like, I haven't spent a lot of time in a while because at this point I've come to a point of, like, uh, acceptance where it's like, all right, they've they've come to the point where, like, they decided to merge these things. They made it a world title. I just need to learn to live with it. Mm-hmm. But, like, now I'm, like, rehashing the trauma. <laughs> you, you know why? Because Okada brought back the uh, version four title, yeah, yeah and yeah, they're, they're yeah, probably yeah. gonna retcon this right. shit at yeah. Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, yeah they're gonna retcon this shit yeah. in a few days. It's one thing. It's one thing where it's like y'all make a crazy decision. Another one when like your ace is like, this fuck, this was fucking stupid. Why do we ever do this? Now, like, is the company <laughs> fine? Sure, maybe. I don't know. Like, is it? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Have they had some great titles for this? New, I don't know for this new <laughs> world title. You know they but have. They it's, have. They have. But like you know, Okada. Like I don't know. It's like Okada's never been a world champion before. That shit can get the fuck out of here. Right. Like, right. I don't know, man. Like I, I, I'm. Like I'm sorry. I could have swore I saw that guy live in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. What the fuck. Yeah. So like. <laughs> I don't know. Also, um, there's another part to this that I, I don't think I don't know if you're going to get to it yet. Take but it, Ibushi. Yes, yep. Ibushi comes into this, and then I think how people reacted to Ibushi with it. Here's a message: Wrestling isn't fucking real. <laughs> Kota Ibushi did not make the decision to do this. Right? You yeah. fucking imbeciles. Yeah, Ibushi. Yeah, Ibushi. This, Ibushi, uh, this really hurt Ibushi's year. Obviously, like he's had a horrible year given like what's happened with him health wise. But like as far as kayfabe wise, like the part where they made him the mascot to like say like we want to change all this like the best lineage in in, um, in like just general the world for major professional wrestling like. That did not help him at all. And it was like, nope. why are y'all doing this to him? Y'all don't understand this is hurt. This is not helping him in any way, shape, or form. Why would you why would you turn to a lifetime contract and then put this upon him? Okay, I agree with you guys. I want to keep it brief. I got two yeah, last okay. points to make. Number one, if you did want to do this, you wanted to merge the white and the black belt and move on, that's fine. But why the fuck did you need to decide that this new world title that you have does not share lineage? With the title that you built since right. 1983. Right. Makes no sense whatsoever. Second point. If you're going to introduce a new world title with a new belt, 
maybe you should work to work with the designer to make sure that that shit is much better than the actual design of the belt that everyone has decided to love since 2012 or 2011 or whenever they decided to introduce that shit. Bro, this shit has literally hurt and damaged the brand and the popularity of New Japan, not just in the West, but worldwide. And there's Google search images or uh, Google trends to like prove this. There's, you know, um, New Japan World subscriptions to prove this. There's just general overall malaise, malaise over this product. And this isn't this isn't the only thing, but sure doesn't help when people don't care about the fucking prize. That's the top title in the company. Fuck it, you guys can take it. Yeah, when you have the the ace, Kazuchika Okada saying, you know, I, I really don't care to win. <laughs> That, that, that world heavyweight title. I, I don't. He's like, I, I haven't, I haven't watched any of the champions matches. Like, I, I, I get it. Yes, his promos. And you're not lying. Right. He said this shit. Right. It's, it's also part of Okada, like it is gimmick. Of I get it. It's like, part. It's part of his character. He's kind of a douchebag. He's arrogant. But at the same time, look, look at the booking. Would you ever in history want your top guy to bury the new prize that you're trying to get over? You would think you would want everybody clawing after that thing. Like, I I just couldn't imagine if like we go we fast forward to like four years from now, and then like Utami is like, yeah, like they made a black belt. Like I don't really give a fuck about it, but like I <laughs> I, I won the Grand Prix, but I'll come after and go get it anyway because like that is now the top title. Like I feel like it was better when like it was the red fucking belt, and like it was also the history of like the. It was also like the spiritual successor, successor from like the bridge from the last All Japan Women's Champion, like Nana Takahashi, to the first Red Belt Champion, Nana Takahashi, and then we carry it through. But whatever, it's black now, so I'll go after it. So like, it's it's like, yo, like you mean to tell me like you had this history of the goat that the traces from from Okada or Jay White or or whatever else to like they can go to Muda. Or whatever else, and you were like, "Nah, we don't want that." Even though everybody wanted it, nobody said get rid of this. Who made this decision? What was the research? <laughs> it, it, it makes it, no damn sense. And like, granted, it's just a belt. It's a prop. Whatever. Um, obviously, the, obviously, the marks care more about about that than the actual wrestlers or whatever else. Fine, but the thing is this. If the marks care about it, and the marks are the ones that are p- putting their putting their uh, their hands to their pocket to pull out their debit card, their money for this thing, hey, take their marks fucking money. What are you doing? I thought that was pro wrestling. Take the marks money. <laughs> yeah, because when it's time, like you know, if you treat the shit like it's important, when it's time to pull the con, like you'll always have that importance right. that right. you treated it with. You can all just like we talked about, like there have been plenty of times where obviously like the 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 person or the people are bigger than belts at, at a given time and they main event over the belt or whatever else. But if you put that much stock into it in the way that New Japan had over over decades, like you can get that con over. Like, why do you think people are get still to this day get so upset over Jinder Mahal being the 50th WWE champion? Yeah, like there's a reason for that. Like they grew up watching this thing. They were, and this was the top prize. 
This was Stone Cold Steve Austin's belt. This is Bret Hart's fucking belt. And then, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then to go, or this is Hulk Hogan's fucking belt. And to go from that to like the Maharaja, <laughs> and people were people were furious about it because like this was something that you built equity in. Like don't once you build equity in something that people that belt believe ain't never in, been the same. Don't get rid of it. Don't throw it away. Don't discard it. Is it, like that's poor storytelling. Like at the end of the day. A lot of these wrestlers these days, a lot of the bookers these days, consider themselves to be artists and consider themselves to be telling stories and tell themselves to be um, uh, some type of live actors, whatever you or stage actors, whatever you want to call it, whatever else. Don't do things to make their jobs harder. Don't do things to make like your like the people that you're telling you're going to deploy. Don't make their jobs harder. This all sucked. Like in to be quite frankly, like. If, is this the number one problem with New Japan? No, Togoism is. But this is this is like <laughs> all while this era is happening, this also happens like I'm sure this all falls in line with what's going on over there. So yeah, like for me, like I, it was really it was really upsetting. It when, was really upsetting. When you along. say people are upset about Jinder Mahal, I think you mean me. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody at this everybody table. Everybody at this table is upset about that. A lot more. People are listening. If you listen to this show and you are not, you weren't upset about the Jim Hall thing, then like, I don't you know. Can what get the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you have been drafted. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. the IWGP belt lineage, you can get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. here. I mean, that's what New Japan said, but. <laughs> Jeremy, no, it's like, on no, you. Like, Gayla yeah. and them, you get the fuck out of yes. here. All right, so in the last pick of the first round, we're, we're going to keep it New Japan-centric. Going to stay on, oh, shit. on brand. I've been waiting for this. So my draft pick, I am selecting Togoism. Yes, sir. Dick Togo. To Bring your ass to the stage. <laughs> oh, <my God>. Bro. <laughs> we, we ended or you know the the beginning of COVID before COVID happened, New Japan was on a hot streak. We we're doing double domes. We we're doing big business, selling out Osaka Joe Hall. We had hot angles. We we had John Moxley facing Suzuki, getting ready to face <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. We had all the hotness going on in New Japan. Then Naito Cole, and Kenta. Yeah, Naito and Kenta. They, they, it wasn't the great match, but they, they sold the building. They out. sold the building. It was a hot they feud. They sold the building. It was a hot feud, but hey. It was, it was a great match with Hot Feud. We're, we're he co- did a blade job before AEW was doing blade jobs. <laughs> it, dude, New Japan, we, we're cooking, man. Then, then the, the the pandemic hits, and they they get the brilliant idea that we, we need to put the belt on evil. We need we what need, the fuck? We, need, we need we need to beat Tetsuya Naito after we just gave him his finally gave him his moment at the dome but it's with fresh, evil Watanabe. But then the reports start coming out, and we, fi- we figure out who's the guy that's gaining influence, who's the guy that's been the little the little gnat in Gato's ear, Dick Togo. He wasn't just a manager. He has now gained influence in the booking room in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and we are seeing his fingerprints all up and down the card, and it is ruining one of the best in ring promotions going today in the world because for whatever reason Gato feels like he must have lost a bet to, 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 to and they're they're, they're homeboys and he feels like he owes them something so he's get, getting all this influence and getting all these ideas and we continue to see this push of evil. Sure, he hasn't been in the main event lately, 
But we're seeing this whole Togoism play out. They haven't recovered from that. Yeah. It's like it's a constant threat. Like, he's he can always come back at any moment. It because, feels like. Why? Because yeah. he's been champion before. And, and we're seeing it now. We just had two uh, tournament finals with Togoism written all yep. over it. Yep. The freaking House of Torture, Evil and Udro. First of all, out of all the freaking teams in that tournament, <laughs> why the hell would you put Evil and Udro? Shit, you're going to put Kojima and Tenza in the final. I would rather them yeah. against yeah. Tokyo Yoshihashi versus freaking Evil and Udro. Bro, yeah. you could have put, like, fucking Togi Makabe and, like... And Honma. And Honma. <laughs> Dude, you're gonna put Tiger Mask and Nagata in oh, the finals, bro. It would have been better. But no, they had to go with evil. Yes! They had to go with evil and Nudro. And, and, and you get the whole interference, Dick Togo's interference, running in, uh, the whole interference. And then he had Ishii saving the day. And it's like, all right, you mucked up one tournament final with Togoism. Then you go to the Best of Super Junior Finals, which is supposed to be one of the best tournaments, one of the best highlights for junior wrestling across the world. Mm-hmm. And you already have a bum God, like yo in the damn final <laughs> against Hiromu. We know from oh, day oh, one. Oh, we already know. We already know you ain't putting no damn yo in, in a main event for the junior title at Wrestle Kingdom. And the dome. <laughs> Oh my god. You already have this match. We know what's going to happen. You have Show come out, hit both opponents, trying to cause a double disqualification, no contest, so that there would be no winner of the tournament, which makes absolutely no sense. Why the hell would you want to do this? Togoism. You took a hot. You took a hot. You took a hot. You took a hot baby face and show. He was going to be the next breakout star yep. in the junior division. Yep. He's not even bangs with Shingo. Yes. Bangs with Hiromu. Yes. Bangs with Eagles. Ishimori. Yes. This yes. man was on the rise. What yes. do you do? God. You turn him. Not no more. <laughs> you turn him heel. He's doing these goofy ass faces. He's doing. He's choking people. He's doing low blows. He's doing all this cheating. For what? Where's this going to get show? Now he's no longer a top prospect. He had one of his worst tournaments in years. It's horrible. He ruined the finals. He's ruining his career. Dick Togo's ruined New Japan. People want to throw him flowers because of uh, Wrestle Kingdom Night 3. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Oh my we god. So this man. Are we even drafting <laughs> bad, like, like this topics? Like as the more and more new stories come out and the more and more Dick Togo's influence is over stuff, you can see his handprint. You can see exactly what he's doing. The more the cheating, the heat. And not only is it, he's trying to get heat, the fans can't even cheer a boo. So you're, you're having heat and they're just kind of lightly clapping because like we don't really want to cheer for this. But And, and for the viewers, and this has been going on for over a year, and for the viewers watching, like as people are doing this stuff, because of these many reactions, we don't really know that much of how to feel when it comes to our emotions for that. Because normally, like, when we see somebody be a fuck nigga, like, we see the crowd boo them or, or just, like, be an uproar, and we don't get that. And, like, New Japan were... New Japan, in my opinion, always had the best crowds, even when AEW was run, because, like, it was pure. I'm not... We're not hearing... Pure? Mother, we're, not, <laughs> we're not hearing motherfuckers chant, this is awesome, or fight forever. <laughs> it's motherfuckers being hot as fuck, or at the top of it, or being fucking furious. Yeah. Like, so like that's Bob Backlund so, in '81. So that's the reason why it's like that's the reason why I love their, those their crowds and like they get no crowd reaction from, in my opinion, some of the best classic or reminds me of classic crowds reactions. And like we don't get any of that. And then they do these things, and you're just like, 
we don't feel that from the crowd. So like, does it even exist? Did, am I even want to watch it even happen? You know what I'm saying? And like, you got to take, you got to kind of like take it at that. Like, all right, well, it was well done, but I don't know how it's gonna work. And then like, you see these returns at these shows, and then like, there's another part of Togoism like that goes on doesn't help it is like. They have to do more shows now to make to recoup off the fact that they can't like fill these arenas, and it's like you get these watered down cars, and then you look at you looking in the years like what what show, what company what promotion in pro wrestling in 2021 had the best in ring product? It's still New Japan by a wide margin, but then you're like, well, what did you feel? And what did people were people talking about? And it's like not New Japan. And yeah, it's like that's true because for for, for every Osprey versus Shingo, you had Dick Togo choking somebody out with a coral wire. Yes. For every Shingo versus Tanahashi, you had Dick Togo pulling a referee out before the three count. For every you know big match you had, for every Ishii match you had this year, yeah, for every, Dick Togo dressing like dressing in a fucking bushy mask. Yes, for for every Hiromu match you had this year, you had Dick Togo doing some bullshit, and that's all people want to talk about. And it's not just him; it's Ujiro. It's show, it's show, it's, it's all the evil. Give them a fucking unit to it's a collection money. of it's a collection of motherfuckers that suck. And that, I don't mean suck that, because they that can't man, wrestle. That, it that. sucks because they are trying to they are trying to make the matches worse. They're trying to do less wrestling. That man was lobbying to make Evil a champion again this summer. Luckily, oh, yep. luckily Shingo fought back, and luckily Gato listened to Shingo and, and went for his original booking oh and kept God. the belt on Shingo. Can you oh imagine that God. shit? Evil going into the dome again with a freaking oh title. Gato, Gato, look me in the eye. <laughs> He's look, not here. Look me in the eye, Gato. He doesn't Stop speak his language. Listening. <laughs> Stop listening Listen, to Dick Togo. Just because he worked with this dude in the ECW arena in 1997 <laughs> doesn't mean you have to take his advice anymore. Like, what the fuck? Dude, in 2018, we had Hangman Page, you know, Nick and uh, fucking whatever, the, Matt Jackson and, you know, Kenny Omega and Cody and all those motherfuckers. We had the Elite. This year we've got Evil <laughs> Show Yujiro Dick hey. Togo. Dick Togo is, is not the same. Hey, you know they they were so tired of the elite. Yeah, the, the elite. They, they, they were just ruining. They were so tired. You know, just selling out buildings. There's you know, also just, there's also this part right. There's also this part right. <laughs> the Togoism has to have affected like their relationship with all these guys too. Oh, it absolutely oh, has. Yeah. Listen, you know, there was recently, like, uh, a Reddit post about how, like, Voice Wrestling are giving all this fake, like, information. Where do you think they're getting this information? They're talking The English speakers in the New English Japan. English speakers in New Japan. And guess who they're fucking pissed at? Dick fucking Togo. <laughs> Where do you think that's coming from? Dude, like, listen, at the end of the day... Um, we cover this product and we love New Japan and we love the in-ring style. We love the product, but like, I'm so fucking sick and tired of rep bumps. I'm so sick and tired Garot wires, of wires, rep pulls, rep, rep pulls yep. and interference, the interference, pulling the, the damn turnbuckle pad off, the exposed yep. turnbuckle, yep. and all this shit. Throwing the, somebody into the the timekeeper. And you know, recently we were on the podcast and. Jeremy, you were kind of retorting me playing devil's advocate, as we will, with one another. And I was like, you know, this fucking sucks. And you're like, it's just World Tag League. And I was like, yeah, it's just World Tag League. And it's just the Super Juniors. And it's just the G1. It's just the 
another G1. It is it's a, just it another. Is, it is the whole entire fucking year. And it's just an IWGP title. And it's just a double gold dash. And it's just another double gold dash. And it's just the, the whole fucking company at this point. Yeah. You know? You know, at this point, like, fuck Dick Togo. Fuck his interference and, like, all his, like, oh. influence. It's, you know, it's Memphis in 1981, and that had its time and Ooh. its place. Ooh. But that shit's done. Mm. Fuck that shit. We want, we want Kenny Omega versus Okada. We want... We want more Shingo Osprey, Shingo Tanahashi, yeah. Ishii and Shingo, Shingo and Saber. That's what we want. I liked this company when it was a continuation of King's Road as opposed to a continuation of, like, Jerry Lawler and, you know, Jerry Jarrett in 1980. Are they going to do an empty arena match next? Yeah, they might as they, well. Look, they've already look, done a lot of those. They're kind of doing that already. <laughs> look, they're they going to do it. They're going to fuck around and not draw and be doing that shit. <laughs> they kind of have and, and, and that's the part that's so, like, re, like... Shocking to me is like this has always been a live attendance promotion. Like this is not the heat, brother. This is not WWE. Like we're like they have their TV deal and they've already got that, so they can rest on their laurels or whatever else. And like you know, hopefully they're they're um, they cannot fuck it up so bad that like they can still stay in the same places they were, so they can get, they can get more money later on as um, the money escalates or whatever else. Like they have always been a live gate attendance company and to see how they have been so like I think honestly like maybe Dominion 2000 uh, what was the Jericho 19. Okada 19. 19 like maybe that like maybe that was the, the first that was the turning point that was the turning point where you look or the, the tipping point where you're like yo like we didn't like in like uh one of the two biggest shows of the year with this gigantic like great you know moment it was like oh this is a set, this get heat for somebody else set up something. And like, granted, we got the Tanahashi thing, and like, that was a great match, Tanahashi and Jericho, whatever else. But it's like, that's a little different where like, the, like you get a New Japan crowd at the end of the night, like, they're not like ecstatic or happy or, you know, tearful of the Dude. tears of joy. Like, they're upset. And then like, yeah. you get into the, and then you get into Togo comes in, and then like, like, I will never forget, like, this, this buff motherfucker. And in, in, in this LIJ uh, baseball uh, jersey, like, looking nothing resembling uh, Bushi except for a Bushi mask. And then, like, Naito didn't still there look like a fucking moron. Like, he doesn't realize it. Like, oh, I guess Bushi must have gained 30 pounds in last time I fucking saw him 15 fucking minutes ago. And, like, you look at that, and they made him the champion, and they made Evil the champion, and they started this whole run, and it's like, yo, like, this... It didn't kill the promotion, but it fucking wounded it's, it very it's, badly. It's and they have not healed. Direction. And they have not healed. It has yeah. been shot in the leg. Dude, here's yes. the thing. We're limping right now. Is new like we talk about New Japan being sports centric and all that, and it definitely is. But like, is it like 1980s, 1970s world sport? No. Is it like 1990s? You know, UWFI and uh, <laughs> no. rings and all that. No. <laughs> Has this company always had a place for factions and for interference and all that? There's a time and a place, yes. Especially with the Bullet Club history. But Especially yeah. with that. But never in a G1 Finals, never in an IWGP major title match. Super Junior never Finals. Never in a Super World Junior Finals. finals. And they're, right. they're fucking up shit that we really care about and that people have been attracted to and that has literally caused this company to have record banner years and growth. Year, like, over year, over year, over year. And now, 
shit's kind of fucking screwed, you know? So, perfect example of that, right? Before Togo gets there. What was Abushi's first G1 one? Was that 2018 or 19? Yeah. 19. He, yeah, he beat uh, Jay White in yeah. 2019. 19. And it was my, right. my match. I, I, remember, I remember being 19. 18, he was in a final with a Tanahashi. He lost. Right. Right. 19, he gets there with just Jay White. All the Bullet Clubs out there on the front, and they're like, yeah, you know, it's just a matter of time for we go out and cheat. What the Red Shoes do? All, all, <laughs> all, all, 20, you motherfuckers, all 20 of you motherfuckers, get the fuck out of here. I know you finna cheat. This is bullshit. This is New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm not putting up with that bullshit. I'm not finna, I'm not finna deal with that. All y'all motherfuckers go to the back. Get the fuck out of here. And what did Jay White and Ibushi do? Well, they had one of the best matches of all time, right? Yeah. So... I'm glad someone else said it's time for me. Now, now, keep in mind, like, that's the only, that's that, to be honest with you, that's the only Ibushi, uh, uh, um, Jay White match that, like, I truly love, like, because, like, the stakes of it, like, you look at the one they had that, 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 that losers, that, that, um, what, uh, the cons- match. that consolation match, that, 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 one match like, that was up because it didn't have the stakes of it of like, oh my god, what's going to happen here, right? And people capped like it right. was good and it right. fucking sucks, right? So, like, and you look at their, 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 the one they had at the end of uh, the uh, the second night of uh, Rust Kingdom this year, where it's like, it was just like, you know, Abushi's going to win, but like, you clearly don't want him to spoil this shit, so that's why the crowd was into it, even with the clap crowd. So, like, it's clearly the, 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 the stakes involved when it comes to Jay White, but anyway, you get to now, and it's like. He stay there. <laughs> same, same, same red shoes we've seen for for half a decade. Nah, All of a sudden he go, can't, he go, can't figure it out. Coral wire ref bump. The, the pad comes down. He's trying same his fucking best thing, time, chair, time, 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 and it's like yo, like the purpose of heat is to build towards payoffs, and they have lost sight of that. And like it is a it is a very thin line, and given how many shows they do. Is a very thin line before you end up going over the edge, and they've gone over the edge, and they need to reel that back. And like, like, just like I always talk about every every single month, right? When we do like the the preview, how long we go, whether we go for five minutes, whether we go for forty five minutes, when we have Tanya on for uh, for WWE, it only takes one or two things to to pull your head out of your ass and fix this for uh, for WWE, Vince McMahon. Same thing. Same thing applies for. It's even it's even easier for 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 Gato New Japan. Remember who the fuck you were. Yeah. <laughs> Remember who the fuck you were. Like, just understand ago, understand the, the uh, these matchups aren't as fresh as they were. But you fix some of this stuff up. You get some of this heat out of here. You listen to your top guys like Hiromu when he says, "Get this shit out of here." Um, right. and, but instead, like, the answer's no because he wants to fucking Dick Togo as opposed to the most over-fucking junior since Jushin Thunder Liger. This is how you end up in this situation. Unbelievable. And, and the one last point I'll make is you look at New Japan Strong, look at the American product, so you don't you don't see any better. of that. We don't see yes. any low blows. You don't see any ref pulling. You don't see any of that crap. You see gr- great professional wrestling every Saturday night on New Japan World, and it's awesome. And it's on the cerulean blue. Yes, Shinion Pro Res. Pro Res. So on that note, Dick Togo, you can get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here round forever. Yeah, forever. <laughs> All right, so round one is done. We're going to snake back the other way. 
So that means I have the first pick. Oh shit! In I this. didn't know we were doing it that way. Yeah, so we did it last year. We yeah. did we a snake. I uh, forget every year though. <laughs> so uh, for my, you can't choose Codyism. It's I, done. I know. We we we, <laughs> we, we buried him. <laughs> we have successfully cooked Cody. Uh, my uh, for, so the first pick in the second round NXT. Uh, yes, that's exactly. <laughs> I'm going with NXT two point. Oh, why bring that ass here, partner. Why didn't you save it for Jer- for James? <laughs> I'm glad he got to that because other stuff on there's other stuff to get to. That just means the game has came out way because there's plenty of stuff I, w- I want to get to. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, oh let, my let's God. talk about NXT 2.0. So we NXT Black and Gold went out there, embarrassed themselves, uh, lost to AEW, and just went down and just in flames. And so what do we gotta do? Instead of trying to fix what was great about NXT in the beginning, let's scrap it. Let's go back to the FCW model, the the, the Deep South model, the, <laughs> the Ohio Valley Wrestling model. We're gonna break it down. Heartland Wrestling yes. Association, USWA. <laughs> We're gonna get rid of all the good workers. Flat yes. We're gonna get rid of all the good workers. We're gonna bring in all these green guys, these green muscled up guys. We're gonna get rid of the black and gold. We're gonna throw this uh, paint splatter rainbow. Primary colors. And that we're going to bring in all these gimmicks. We're going to bring in a, a poker player who can't play poker. We're going to bring in a gym, uh, Olympic gymnast who's a, a daddy's girl. We're going to bring in some hillbillies. We're going to bring in the son of Rick Steiner, but we're not going to call him a Steiner. We're going to call him Braun Breaker. He'll be, he'll be a Steiner in everything but name. Yeah, we're, we're gonna bring back Mandy Rose, and we're gonna give her her own faction called Toxic Attraction. And push her like she's they're Hogan. Go, they're gonna wear less and less clothes every week and draw older and older men instead yes. of younger. Yes, they did all this. Fun. We're gonna bring Wale. We're gonna do a Wale rap song. So that's gonna bring. That's just gonna skyrocket the ratings. They did all this stuff to uh, change NXT and make it more of you know what Vincent Pritchard's vision. And the ratings have not gone up. The demo has They're, not gone up. They've gone down. Yes, they've gone worse <laughs> than what Black and Gold was doing. And Triple H, get the fuck out of here. Yes. They took one of the best uh, things going in North American wrestling before AEW showed up and absolutely ruined it. was already bad when they did the two hours on USA and were trying to go head-to-head. But now it's even worse than that. You have these green wrestlers Wrestling in ladder matches where they shouldn't be wrestling in. You have all <laughs> these. Their oh ACLs, my God. Their ACLs. You have people doing. Uh, you have these goofy, you know, early uh, new generation gimmicks yes. out there. It's just. But, but they're not people that have been wrestling for like five, ten years. The motherfuckers have been wrestling like five, ten matches. Exactly. You you have uh what's his uh Joey Tits uh yes. out there. Yes, Joey Tits. Joey Tits. Joey, yeah, don't that man's real know. name is Joe Ariola or some oh shit. Oh my god. So like they that. don't even know how to fucking parody the Godfather correctly. Jeez. Like NXT two it's just, it's just a hot mess and I don't get how anybody could watch that and enjoy it. And these like characters are like they're one dimension they're one D. Yep. Like there's no like you don't feel like you could run into any of these people. There's no depth. Yeah. Like, I mean, you have uh, Boa, who now has the powers 
of the dragon lady. That's right. It's like, what are they doing? When you have Who uh, was the dragon lady to begin with? They we changed her you. gimmick even. Made, right. We never figured it out. And then you, you have Wade Barrett on commentary doing uh, jack-off jokes, and it's just like... You, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> they got your ring announcers dressing in regular clothes, trying yeah. to be hip. Yeah. You, you have up. Kushida, one of the best freaking junior heavyweights ever. ever. Freaking the, doing what? this jacket time thing yep. with Jiro, uh, 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 whatever his yeah. name is. Jiro from eight, from uh, formerly from All Japan. All Japan. And his gimmick, else, yeah. he loves to eat and shit. It's not that he likes eating shit, it's that he likes to eat stuff that will make him shit. That's more accurate. Don't shame him. (laughs) That's his king. Don't fucking shame him for that. Man. I watch NXT 2.0 and I see these people going up for it, which are largely like the people that will lie. About how good the main roster of WWE yep. is, and talking Absolutely. about how much they like it more than the other, than what NXT was. We know why you're saying that because NXT used to blow the fucking doors off the main roster, uh, you know, on those big four pay per view weekends. And now y'all talking about y'all connect with it, you know, because it's you know it's more relatable. Of course, it's more relatable because you watch that fucking trash on Monday Night Raw, and all they did was make this shit rainbow fucking Raw. Exactly. Okay, so um, I remember seeing um, War Games, the last War Games. War Games. Um, I remember seeing on Twitter that yeah, wasn't a real War. I do. I do not follow. Well, are they? I'm just joking. Okay, so, uh, so I remember, um, you know, just through the Twitter sphere, through the people that I follow and I interact with, because I, you know, I talk to so much Tanya. Uh, I talk to Tanya so often, and she is. Um, so much in being a Roman fan and in a Sasha fan, a Bianca fan, that like her interactions like put stuff on my timeline that otherwise I probably would not see. Mm-hmm. And that's no that's no shade. Like I love Tanya, uh, we love Tanya. So um, I see a woman that pops up my timeline, or I, I assume is a woman um, named. Her, her tag is like Big Titty Taryn. So <laughs> what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into her name. Her name is her name, it's fine, whatever. But like she has a lot of followers and whatever else. A lot of people like her the stuff that she tweets out. So like War Games was coming out. Uh War Games is happening, and as was happening, um, like her response was something on the lines of like, I can't believe that people are shitting on this. Um, given that like this is like the best, like big a big NXT show, like in years or whatever else, right? In years, uh, yeah. Some, some of those lines, right? <laughs> so then, like you know, next thing you know, like Melzer talks about you know this anecdotal because Melzer and is that's only a couple hundred, only a few dozens of people talk about like the responses for people that actually watched uh, the War Games because uh, not take over something you know big event uh, for NXT, and then like then you throw in like the uh, the Twitter trends, sorry, the Google, Google trends, trends, and you're like, yo, it's it's not just anecdotal from Meltzer saying that he's not getting people responding to this shit. Like, it's far lower. And it's like, yo, I understand that, like, you think that, like, the pro wrestling is better because it fits more your line in line with what you like out of pro wrestling, apparently. But you're wrong. Like, 
and opinions can be wrong. Opinions can also be right, like factually or whatever else, right? How you feel is how you feel. Like there's plenty of shit that like a bunch of bunch of matches, and I honestly feel like you know every week or not every week, but like um a lot of weeks, like there'll be something that pops up on AEW, and I'll be like. I ain't feeling it the way that, like, it seems like the rest of the world is feeling to a certain extent, right? Like, I'm pretty sure the people that listen that are huge AEW fans think, like, I fucking hate AEW. I'm pretty sure people feel that way to listen <laughs> to our show uh, at times, depending on what it is uh, from week to week. So, for me, like, I see that and it's like, hey, either you're in line with what the consistency is or you're not in, like, that doesn't really make a difference whether or not, like, uh, your opinion is right or wrong, but it's like, on this case, like, People didn't care for this for 2.0 shit. And, like, you see it over and over and over. And, like, they they do that show. They had the follow-up where it is, uh, the opener is O'Reilly in the cage in a send-off match. Is Johnny Gargano in an overrun, like, giving, basically giving a goodbye speech. And, like, it had, like, one of the worst ratings, like, NXT has ever had in Black and gold era, rainbow era, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And it's like, yo, this thing is not long for the uh, the Tuesday primetime spot. Like, you're giving the price of whatever they're paying for for NXT, paying like $30 million to $50 million a, a year for it, compared to what it would cost to just put a fucking uh, Lawn or SVU on or Criminal Intent or whatever, whatever they want to put on. Uh, Chicago Fire, who gives a fuck? Like whatever Dick Wolf pulls out of his out of, out of his ass, out of his drawers for someone on syndication, I'm sure it would do just as well. So it's like this will not last long. Like in that's what it is. Like there are a lot of people there um, that I think are still very talented. There are a lot of people, but like know that like if you that when your contract comes up, this is a dead brand. And you can tell it's dead brand the same way that we saw uh, when something was dying in the 90s, where it's like you have the top talent and they're jumping ship yep. left and right, or they're getting, or at least they're not necessarily jumping ship yet. They haven't, we haven't seen what ship they've jumped to, but you've seen they've gotten off they're this leaving. fucking, they've seen they've gotten off this particular fucking boat. They've drafted themselves. Adam Cole's gotten <laughs> the fuck out of there. Johnny Gargano's gotten the fuck out of there. Kyle Ray's gotten the fuck out of there. So, y'all, so understand where these people stand in, uh, in the pecking order of uh, that brand promotion, whatever you want to call it, in NXT. They're all leaving. We don't know where they're going. We know where one of them is going. We don't know where all of them are going, but they have all chose. I'd rather be somewhere else than the fuck here. So, like, that lets you know where this is headed. That lets you know. Yeah, I guess at this point I should. How many obituaries? Here's another one. FOH. Oh, go ahead. It's, it's mini one. How many obituaries do you have to write for NXT? I feel like I've had to kill them <laughs> and, and talk about how they've died like four times in the last, like, uh, 18 months. I'm sorry, uh, every, three, every three months in the last 18 months. You know, with WWE, there's always been an alternative. Mm-hmm. In the 80s, it was Jim Crockett. In the 90s, it was WCW. And then it was ECW. Then in the 2000s, it was the Ring of Honor. And then TNA. And then later, it was like Lucha Underground. There's mm-hmm. always something that was really hot. And then in the mid-2000s, it was NXT. And NXT yep. was the fucking hottest shit. And not only was it hot, but it was producing all the big top stars that were getting called up. And it was a big deal when they were mm-hmm. getting called up and they were making waves and they were becoming big stars. And then that shit kind of slowed down. And like 
you know, for all you like WWE fanboys and people who really fucking loved NXT, I mean, the people that are still there that were called up that are big deals. You got your big geese, you got your Balors, the Shield, Nakamura. I guess basically at this point, just Roman Reigns. Nakamura. <laughs> <laughs> and barely that. <laughs> Owens, the Horsewomen, Riddle, Ricochet, Zayn, Asuka. But after that, there's a whole lost generation of guys that got called up, got misused, got lost. And then after that, there's a bunch of guys that like didn't sign their like, you know, continuations, went to the indies or went to fucking AEW and then got fired over the last two years. And now it's kind of like, who the fuck is going to get called up at any point in time? I don't know. It's probably going to be like Von Wagner. Yeah, Von Wagner. Right, who Tony knows? Guys that have had less than a hundred matches in their entire career. The training school fucking sucks. Right. That's, yeah, that's, true. A, that's the main thing. That's the main thing about it is like NXT, even when during like the Horsewoman era, the network era, right? Like of 2000, let's say 2014 until Nakamura gets there, right? Like you had your um, Horsewomen, you had your. Um, You had people that were there, especially the women. You had people that were like, they might not have that many, that, that much experience elsewhere around the world, but like, they seem to have something going for them. And let's see what do the main roster. Baron Corbin's an, an example of someone that like, he's another one. He is someone that like, regardless of whatever we all think of him and how much of like him being a sure him playing into his gimmick to fucking suck. Like we, none of us have ever said in the ring that he's a stiff. No. Right. No. But when you have that lack of experience from wrestling, because you only wrestle one way, you've wrestled this way that like clearly has been behind in like the progression of professional wrestling in ring as a craft, uh, for literally like since I mean since forever, right? Um you see like the holes and you compare it to like the proliferation of the online um, viewer experience for professional wrestling around the world, right? Like, you can like if your choice is you can watch Baron Corbin go out here and have um, and be pretty athletic for his size, but kind of be this limited thing because people told him he's not supposed to do X, Y, Z in the third or whatever else, and not supposed to expand what he can do in the ring or learn how to do anything. And he comes out here and he's done it for five years now at this point or whatever longer. Or you could watch someone like a Drew McIntyre that was told the same things. He got fired. Uh, and then he had, right. to, and then he had to figure out what, how to fuck to do these things elsewhere. And then he comes back and he's the best fucking wrestler. Uh, he's the best fucking heavyweight they have in the ring from bell to bell. Like you, you see the, the clear difference It's like, that's no, not, that's not necessarily like a knock on Baron Corbin. Like, Maybe in a different world, a different perspective. Maybe Baron Corbin could have been more like, could have ended up more like Drew McIntyre after he like had the, the the drive to, after he gets fired or sent away to like learn some new things, or whatever else. And like that's what it comes to experience. Like, and it's the same thing that we learned about like all those WCW guys um, that eventually like, you know, the cream rise to the top. We always talked about uh, like in WWE in the early two thousands is like. There's no crop of guys like that now. Mm. Well, I'll make it pretty simple. You know, there was a time 
where this uh, sub-brand was super hot. Yeah. There was a lot of debate about whether it was a developmental or if they were just hiring the, you know, hottest mm-hmm. indies that were out there and then, like, mm-hmm. you know, promoting them. But that era is very far gone, you know. Mm-hmm. They've been able to take the guys they were able to, you know, promote to Vince and Vince was able to use and those guys made it. And then there was several generations of guys that, and girls that they like put on the main roster and they fucking failed because Vince didn't have the vision and know how mm-hmm. to turn them. And, you know, Tony Khan's a better like version of Triple H. He's been able to take people that Triple H didn't see much in and turn them into fucking superstars already and like turn a profit. Mm-hmm. And Vince can't do the same shit. And yeah. now we're at a point where like we've lost two or three generations of call-ups and now who yeah. the fuck's gonna get called up we don't know von wagner again Braun it's gonna be von Braun is like like the thing with Braun is right but but you besides look at Braun, Braun, there's a whole generation yeah. of guys yeah like it, it's one thing where it's like yeah we we all believe that Braun will make it right Braun will the, make same, it. the same way where it's like we all saw bianca and we all were like she's gonna make it right mm-hmm. but what about like the rhea ripley right mm-hmm. where it's like you are. She's just a hair behind because she's missing one little thing, but like Triple H can see it and Triple H can figure it out. But Vince ain't gonna see it because Vince don't want to fuck her. But but there's right? <laughs> or, or, or she's or in what? the case or hey, the case of it being a dude or the case of it being a dude that person's not like taller than Vince. That person's only six one instead of six four. Right. So hey. like somebody but, should show the show Vince McMahon these pictures that Rhea Ripley's been posting. Lately. Oh shit. But there, there was a time when there was... That might change his mind. There was, Damn, pal. There was a time when there was well, a confusion. Her short. <laughs> there was a confusion between whether NXT was developmental or whether it was a third brand. Well, it's very clearly just developmental now. Yeah. And we don't even know if it's even that anymore. It's kind of an experiment at they this point. They need to take that shit off, put that shit on Peacock. Um, yep. They look. They ain't got to worry about taking it off. It will be taken off for them. <laughs> yeah, for them. And um, besides that point, like it's not a hot brand. They don't have Ice top bowl. stars. They've lost several generations. They've lost money. They lost to AEW, and like they've got a bunch of people running it that are not in line with the current Gen Z like trends and. Fashions and like fads. When you got Road Dog and Shawn yeah, Michaels and Road Dog. Yeah, exactly. But, 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 but I thought that if you, but I thought that if you have two guys like try to hit on Casey and Lacey as they try to nope. get tickets to the state fair to go to some country concert, that will that will then attract the young guys because nope. like the, apparently they're shocked to see that like women are dancing moodily on each other. Nope. Apparently off screen, off screen of course because you can't sell it. It's still PG. They don't know what Gen Zers like. They don't know what wrestling fans like. They don't know what the general, like, average human even likes. Like, <laughs> well, the right. show is, is rent for an audience of one. Now think about it. Think about it, yeah. right? We. <sighs> you have a motherfucker. I guess with, it's all I You have, have a motherfucker say. with a poker gimmick in 2021, not 2005. No, not, when not world, 2002. When world, no, no. In 2005, when like the World Series poker was actually like kind of hot, or really 2004. But you get my point. Like, if you're gonna miss 
at least miss by a couple years. Don't miss by a whole fucking, like, or almost most of a generation. You know, what the Tony, fuck are you Tony doing? D'Angelo, you know, <laughs> straight out the Sopranos. Um, they got Cora J coming out here fucking Trying up. to be a skateboarder. Try, like, trying to skateboard, no, but, like, ch- but ch- like fucking up riding the skateboard, like, on screen, like. All right, you want to you want to get into the Darby stuff or you? Different podcast. No, no, I just point out. I just point Darby out. Darby like, was right. I, I, look, uh, Darby. Not always. Look, uh, this is what I'll say. Right, uh, I'm not going to get into the Darby thing. I just want to be funny. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's irresponsible. This podcast uh, has gotten off the rails. But 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 the Cora J thing is like I think she has something. Um, in the way of they want her to be kind of like in the, like a live more what well, live Morgan is on the main roster where like the, the Avril Lavigne skater girl thing but she actually is on a skateboard but like we don't know if she can or cannot skateboard and like that's a big thing for the ones that for 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 the skate community is if you can skate because like think about it all all our lives the, the skateboarders of our generation they were always talking about what motherfuckers posing yep. right mm-hmm. motherfuckers mm-hmm. being real so about they, it they care about that sort of thing right so like I don't I don't care like I'm, you never want to get me on 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 the X on the uh, I said X landscape like, <laughs> you never want to see you on that X you never you never want to get me you're never gonna get me. What I meant to say was like, you're never gonna get me on a quarter or half pipe, right? Like, never. Like, I'm not doing that. But like, I do appreciate that culture, right? Like, I'm wearing, a, like, I'm wearing a pair of Vans as we speak, right? But like, you're never, gonna, you're never gonna catch me like trying to. You're never gonna make you pretend to like, uh, like, yeah. Um, this skater thing is like something for a wrestler. Like, hey, look. I'm saying like this. Skater gimmicks like, like Lord Knights, for example. We are all veterans of Tony Hawk's <laughs> Pro Skater 2 that is and true. 1. That so, is like, true. I feel like we are that in touch true. with the skate community. <laughs> that is and, and that one aspect and that one aspect only. I bought my, the remastered point, version. But my point is this, right? That's true. Cora has something. It seems like they want to do something with her, but they're not making her. You're not like there's so many things where Bro, they're like, having her win by like roll up and fluke and right. accident. It seems and like they only. It seems like like they might have like anything that AEW 2.0 has going for it. It's like they have like NXT 2.0. NXT 2.0. I said AEW 2.0. Didn't I? Never I mean, gonna yes. find me faking. No. So my point. My point is. My point is like <laughs> anything that you have that they have going for it is like. Just at a surface level, and then like there's no, but there's no oh, depth drunk. to it, and it's like, do you, <laughs> can you trust it? Because how ridiculous the show is, because it's clearly no. some generation shit, and it's like, obviously not, obviously not. So it's like, hey man, like, you know, what we'll sucks? see how this, we'll see how this plays out. We know how it's gonna play out, but let's see how it plays out. Just, just to be fair, right? Look, look, just so we can come back in six months and be like, well, I, I see it going on Peacock, right, <laughs> guys? Right. Look, let's just close this out. But what sucks is we were so fucking passionate about NXT, and yep. it just is shit now. It's a rainbow fucking R.I.P. Lava Loop. Yeah, yeah R.I.P. Lego Loop or Lava Loop. We know what you meant. Yeah, fuck. Um, Imagine going it, to one of those shows now. We fucking Boy. love. We fucking Fuck love no. NXT. We went to fucking live shows. We paid money to fucking watch them on live TV, and we can't fucking do like it. Just fucking sucks now. Fuck I, them. me, I don't know. I think I went to every paper. I think. Look, man, I went to. This man uh, had a fucking podcast about <laughs> NXT five years <coughs> now and then, and now it's gone. <laughs> Finish. Thanks. Appreciate that one. Um, and it was a good podcast. I, I liked it a I, lot. I didn't, I didn't feel like, why do I feel like he blew up my spot when I, I didn't do nothing wrong? <laughs> no, your podcast was good. So, 
like I just think the thing for me is like all those moments, like that time we had from like literally from the beginning of it being on the network to NXT Portland is just like yo, like yeah, that's that was awesome. That was awesome time, yeah. and like we all knew that like the shit could sustain, but like it was so good for so long. It was like how can it not sustain? And it's like now we're like, well, that's what we get for having any kind of um. That's what we get for having any kind of like um, positivity for WWE at this point in the game. Like from the top down, eventually it was going to trickle down and fuck this up. Like it like trickle down economics. Well, it actually trickled down and fucked up WWE or, or NXT. So it was like, yep, here we go. Like so, they didn't like it because like they kept hearing about how the shows were better than um, the main roster, and Vince, you know, and Vince was worried about like his session playing, and he can't stand the fact that like it was going to be like her his favorite. It was going to be his favorite child's husband that was going to be taking care of the shit. So, like, get the fuck out of here. And, like, look, man, I don't love Triple H. Triple H is a, is a bigger, is the number one reason why I didn't watch wrestling, pro wrestling for a full decade. <laughs> and I still would rather have him booking professional wrestling um, that I would watch over Vincent Man any day of the week. So, like, they, 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 they unpowered him. Um, and there are people that will still tell you that. Um, Triple H doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, and then I'll be like, get in comparison to fucking who? Because if you say it's a man, I don't know what the fuck to tell you other than other than other than to insult your intelligence. And like, I don't really want to bring that energy to, to you Baba. because like I I I, I just think I'm, I'm just done. I'm just done and like this this broke me. Like I have no Bro. reason to watch WWE ever again. <laughs> no, we fucking love NXT so much and it's fucking dead. It That's broke it. Me. It's so, broken. It's broken all of us. NXT 2.0. Hey, I saw that shit coming. No, I, fuck you, Rich. <laughs> I saw that shit coming. I started talking about that shit when like Lars Sullivan was was getting title shots and shit. I was like, yo, man, dude, like, what the fuck are they doing? And, like, it, uh, the one thing I wanted to bring up was yesterday was oh, the God. anniversary of that. Hey, we're gonna give you what you want promo or whatever and all that. And no, three. Yeah, three. You're right. So like in eighteen. The, the thing they did, like, they thought the Elite were coming, right? Yep. And since the Elite didn't come, their answers were the call-ups of Otis, Lacey AC, Evans, EC3, EC3, um, Tucker. Uh, yeah, fuck all night, Tucker Knight. <laughs> yeah, fuck all night, Tucker Knight, yes. Uh, what's her, uh, fuck what's all night, um, Tucker Knight. Um, Nikki Loon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Cross. Nikki Cross. Yep, Cross. Yep. And, and it was like, all right, crazy girl. Then... Uh, blonde Lacey Evans, blonde big titty white woman, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, goofy gimmick act. It was like, hold on, you still don't know what the fuck we want, right? Like none of these acts like were stars, right. like in NXT. Right. I was, that's why I was like, right. what the fuck is going on here? Like, it it was a scam. So NXT two point yeah, you can know. get the fuck, fuck out of here. here. All right, Josh, you have the second pick in the second round. I think Man. I know what Josh going to pick, I think. What do you think I'm going to pick? I mean, I don't want to blow it. I mean, he's asking for help. You can say <laughs> yep. They're fishing. That's exactly what that was. Yep, fishing. Go, go, ahead and, go ahead and pick the one, you know, that said that hurts you. I'm like six strings deep, so there's a lot of options. Um... Oh, man. I don't know. Like, there's the fact that I could go with, like, Impact Wrestling is the best women's wrestling, but that's oh, bullshit. Jesus fucking Christ. Yikes. 
Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'll just go with like fucking. Uh, I don't know. Great content. How about Edge's Legend Run? Mm. You think you know me? <laughs> <laughs> you think you know me? So, but, uh, so. Oh man, this is oh. Okay. I'm conflicted on this one. I, no, I really am. No, I'm going to draft it. Fuck it. I'm conflicted on that one. I'm really drunk, so I'm going to just draft it because, okay, let me make it very simple for you guys. I'll let you guys shoot on because here's the bottom line. I haven't watched WWE regularly since mm-hmm. the WrestleMania in New Orleans, which was 34. 34. 2018. Yeah, we're talking four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. But I've watched... Almost everything Edge has done. And, mm-hmm. like, let's be very clear. Edge wasn't a draw before he ever... <laughs> oh, he popped one number when he attempted sex with Lita. Okay, Edge Edge popped the... Did he pop the number? Yes. Lita popped the number. Edge and Lita popped the number one time. One time ever. Holy shit. Did, was Edge an incredible tag team wrestler? Yes, yes he was. Absolutely. Was he an incredible mid carter? Yes, absolutely. he was. Oh, yeah. Did he have incredible matches at absolutely. the main event? Or yes, he absolutely. did. Absolutely. Hey. Was he ever on the level of John Cena? No, no. he fucking no. wasn't. No. Edge was a deaf man. He was always much a in the way Triple H was. He was always the B side. Mm. Um, Edge. And a multi person, yeah. Edge yeah. was never a top draw. He yeah. never, never was. He needed either John Cena or fucking Mick Foley to make him. Other than that, nothing. And he came back years and years later, and which, you know what? It was awesome when he came back. Is he an incredible promo? Yes. Is he yep. an incredible talent? Yes, he is. Yep. Is he a great wrestler? Yes, he is. Yep. But has he had great matches since he come back? Like 50% of the time. I, I, I would say this. I think that the first match he had was like clearly the worst match. He's oh, it was so it was, bad. I think every match he's had since then has been a lot better. Yes. I think the one thing that, that bothers me about Edge is that. He's sensitive as fuck. He's, he's sensitive as fuck. Yep. He's so serious as fuck. And yep. everything's the worst thing that ever happened to him. Also, um, Beth Phoenix. He He's always cutting these community theater-ass promos where yep. he's sitting in the ring with a spotlight and sitting on a chair and looking like he's about to sweat through his shirt at the same time with his beard looking yeah. like a caveman. If you don't think as me as an independent wrestler, I'm not going to do that shit, you're incorrect. I'm going to be doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like bro, like and then never forget that one week that Edge tanked the ratings on Raw, NXT, and SmackDown in that one week. Yeah. Oh, you mean the one where he like he showed up and he shook hands backstage like he's supposed to be Undertaker shaking hands with John Cena, what? but is is Edge shaking hands with fucking Damian Priest? So who gives a fuck? Yes. Okay. Okay. Let me be very clear. He's had two really great matches since he come back. One was against Seth Rollins, a guy who he shit the bed with twice. And then did a, a really great match in a Hell in a Cell in Saudi Arabia. Other than that, you know, it kind of fucking sucked. And the other one was against Randy Orton in a match that was highly edited mm-hmm. in post-match. Other mm-hmm. than that, all his other matches, whether it was the Royal Rumble, which was a multi-man match. Or, Hold on to the bottom row for dear life. Right. 
Sucking for air. Or a bunch of other matches. Oh, that WrestleMania match was was kind of fucking awesome. Which one? The WrestleMania match, the triple threat with with him and Brian uh, and Roman. Roman. That match match was awesome. So he had three good matches. He didn't have a lot of great matches. But here's the problem. It's not just that we're not willing to give him credit. We're willing to give him credit. It's that people have capped, pretended like... He's had this legendary Hall of Fame level run since he's come back. Like he's post-2003 Shawn Michaels. Yeah. 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 And that's yeah. not the fucking shit that's happened. <laughs> this guy has not had a money-making, that's legendary that's series of matches and runs that have that's true. revolutionized the fucking industry. That's this true. guy has not drawn shit. That's this true. guy has that's not true. made shit. This guy is like literally <laughs> the, the only the only people that have benefited from this run have been literally the the, the Copeland family. And look, go get that money. Fuck this. And right? Peacock. Peacock. <laughs> NBC <laughs> and Edge and his wife are the only two people who've made anything off this shit. Good for them. Good for them. Good for them. Go get Fuck that money. The rest Fuck of y'all. Fuck this. I'm going to the bathroom. You guys can talk about it. Yeah, man. Um, as far as Edge goes. Like I said, the, the one thing that bothers me, I think he's he's way too. I think he's he thinks he's a genius because I feel like people have told him he's a genius, but I don't feel he's a genius. And but I, but I mean, Dave Meltzer told told you he was or has told him he's been a genius for yeah. like fifteen Talk years. Christian's yeah. better than him. I mean, if we, <laughs> right. we want to start comparing, this, this, this is the Caleb influence. This hey. is the Caleb influence right here, right back coming in. Hey, so like when we start talking about who had a better comeback, yeah, you know. Mm. At, at, at least at the start, for sure, it was like, definitely Christian. I was never really a Christian guy, and then when I saw just Christian rolling out week to week, just being solid as fuck, yep. just kind of playing his role, yep. um, you know, being, and also being kind of like this low stakes kind right, of guy. Right, that right, was right. Like, That's the main thing. That's it the main was thing. Like, it wasn't like he was trying to do too much. Like That's it was the main Edge, thing. and Edge, they were like pretending he was this gigantic, world changing box office star, and it's like. Bro, I hear the big pops, but like, where's the fucking numbers? Like, it, like, like, it's missing in action. Like, straight up. Yeah, I, I, I'm of two minds with this, right? Like, there are parts where, like, I'm absolutely rocking with y'all as far as like him being too sensitive, and like, I think I'm the person that brought it up, right? Him being too sensitive, because like, people shat on his first match, right? And like, most people, most people that have watched wrestling over the last 20 years that have watched WWE, like, they have there's an appreciation for Edge on some level. <coughs> And, like, that match just was not hitting. And he came out here and, like, then, like, turned into, like, him as a guy that literally made him made his career as a uh, a person that jumps off shit. Like, <laughs> talking about how, like, the guy shouldn't be doing certain things anymore. And, like, he's like, yo, what are you doing? Like, this is this is other guys, like, seizing the brass ring like you did. Yeah. Are you going to tell them not to because yeah. you know better now? Fuck you! They'll never be. They'll never have a chance to get, become you if they don't do that kind of stuff. So, um, for me, like, I understand that like you were your uh, your feelings were hurt because we didn't like your 15 minute fucking match with, 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 with Roman Reigns. <laughs> I'm sorry, with uh, with uh, Orton. or Randy Orton at, at WrestleMania 36. Fine, whatever else. But like, most people like the stuff you've done since then. Like, that's the only like dark spot on your whole thing as far as the matches. So. For me, it's like, you got to let that go. Um, and, like, going forward after that, for me, is like, as you mentioned, like, the, the, the Christian 
edge thing. Like, I think they've both been great for what they've been asked to do. I think they've given, like, but as you mentioned, Christian and soldiers get in the ring, low stakes, don't have to cut a million promos and build it up like it's the greatest thing that ever, of ever dim or whatever else. And then you just go and wrestle and then you have your match and move on as opposed to like with, with, with how they deploy edge. They make it as if like he's the second fucking coming of, I don't know, Bret like Hart or some like shit. Like, we gotta stop the fucking, like, the, the world of wrestling. Like, Edge is here. Like, <laughs> like so, nigga? And, like, and, like, and, like this, would, this would not be as bad if, like, we didn't get the summer of John Cena this last right. year. Right. Where it's like... Yeah. That's who we stopped the versus for. Right. Because John Cena comes in and business fucking booms for yeah. them. Right? And it's like... Not necessarily saying that, like, the work between both of them is, like, some big dynamic difference, but it's like... The sheer amount of star power just inherently in the likability of John Cena compared to Edge is just a clear difference. So, like, once, once you treat them the same, then you're being disingenuous in one way or the other. Look, Either you're saying that John then, Cena isn't as big as he really is, or you're saying that Edge, this Edge shit is cap. Look, so, and then you can start comparing CM Punk coming. Right. Like, and that, man, right. that looks even worse for Edge. Right, right, right. I think it, it just points back to just how the booking was. You, you look back at Edge's booking and like, yes, he should be a big legend right now. He should be a he big, be. a star that is pushing uh, numbers and rays and uh, attendance, mm-hmm. but he's not. You look at that, he was feuding with Cena. He's feuding with Triple H, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. He should be a big guy, but yeah. you look at the booking and the way he, yeah, sure, he had, he had a lot of main events. He had a lot of title matches against Cena, but he lost a lot. They made him look yeah. like a geek. He was not pushed like Cena and Batista were the only ones that were really pushed during that era. He won the he won the 2010 Rumble and then lost to fucking Chris Jericho of all people at WrestleMania. Right? Yeah, he lost. <laughs> what the fuck was the Chris Jericho at WrestleMania? And he was <laughs> everyone beats him. Right? Fan Fandango beat him. Yes. That's what that's what I'm getting at, right? Like, is Jer- like Jericho's best win at WrestleMania is what AJ Styles? Maybe. Yeah. 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 And that's your, and that's your, and keep in mind, like, that like is older AJ, legendary. That is, that is, versus AJ Styles. Edge hold in on. 2010. Versus, versus AJ Styles in his first WrestleMania. So we clearly have to break him in and treat him that he's not the hottest shit in the world. Yep. And then, and then gotta after, beat him. and then, and then after he gives you that year, you're like, oh God, we gotta, we gotta, you know, <laughs> we gotta, oh God, he's our best scientific wrestler we've had since fucking Bret Hart. So, so yeah, like, it, it's, it's always this weird politic play with WWE. And like, I understand that, like, if you are a huge uh, WWE, uh, fan apologists and like wonder why people get mad at them for the stuff they uh, for for something like doesn't have to do with like the actual like results or whatever else is like because they play these fucking games because they're like almost like trying to win this press conference stuff and it's like I don't we don't really care about that you put on a show the show's either good or bad based off of the segments and based off the matches and based off the promos nah like if you if you want to get into the the um. The the rhetoric or whatever else that they want and they, they want to spin and want to ride with that like if you want to fine I'm not I'm not doing that with y'all I'm not doing that with y'all so like for, so for me like when people talk about the Usos now these days or the New Day like uh Kofi, like uh, Xavier and, and Kofi I'm like yo those two teams have had some of the best tag team matches I've ever seen in my life. I'm, but I am not going to fucking pretend that they are better than Lucha Bros or better than uh, um, um, Roddy and Fish or better... I'm sorry, um, or O'Reilly and Fish or better than Roddy and, um, and O'Reilly or better than 
Um, the Young Books. At, or, the, or, the, or the Lucha Bros or the Young Bucks. I'm not, not, not going to do that. Or fuck it, Momo and Azumi. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm just not doing that. I'm not pretending for nobody. Y'all going to get this stardom, goddammit. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not about to do that. Like, nah, man. Like, you throw it in there. It's like, oh, hey, man. Better than Bobby and Dennis. Bobby. Midnight. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just not, I'm just not going to do that. And like, they're awesome. I like them for what they are. And like, I, I do have an appreciation for what they can do inside of WWE, given what's going on with WWE right now, from what I can tell. So like, there's appreciation. Of like, yo, you know how cold the, the Usos have to be to have to done what they've done in their career when Vince Man is out of his fucking mind. Like, th- those dudes are dope. But I'm not going to just like ignore like the like the output level, if you will, uh, of other people around the world. I'm just not going to do that no more. Before I used to. I'm not doing it no more. I'm yeah, done. And, and like, I can appreciate the, them and say they're great while also like saying like, but they haven't been able to prove it as much because they're where they are. And I think the edge thing comes back to the WWE marketing as yeah. someone yeah. as a legend and stuff like that. Yeah. That's just so heavy handed where I think now I think a lot of us are empowered to kind of push back on that because it's like they're bringing back people where we saw the results kind of in a modern sense with Edge, where it yeah. was like, nah, he wasn't. Like, he was, never, he was never the guy. Yeah, never like, the guy. Never treated, like, never treated as well as Randy Orton. Never treated as well as uh, Batista. Never treated as well as John Cena. Never yeah. treated as well as Brock Lesnar. Get the fuck out of here. I was like, so you trying to put him over everyone? Like, like when I saw he won the Royal Rumble this year, I was like, Literally, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and I think this is, is going to be the blueprint for guys that are going to come back. Like, eventually, when Seth Rollins comes back in like 10 years, they're going to put all oh, you know, the legend of the Shield, uh, Seth Rollins. It's going to be the exact, exact same, same thing. Shit. Although, the, le- not, the, the legend Dolph Ziggler is back. Oh, my God. It's going to be the same. Now, now that's, a bit, that's a bridge too far. <laughs> you know, you, you, <laughs> Seth Rollins, yes. Dolph Ziggler, nah. Multiple nah, yeah, nah, 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 time nah, world champion. Seamus is back. You guys are saying that, but it's like Jeremy's not wrong. Like that's how it's going to be eventually. Like none of this is based on actual drawing or actual like pay-per-view buys or any sort of metric that actually matters. It's just the fact that the brand was per- pushing a certain guy at a certain time and he's part of the narrative and he's in the good graces of the company and that's what it is. He's right. One day, Seth Rollins I, is going to be in the accolades of yeah, Hulk Hogan, yeah, Bruno San Martino, yeah. and Buddy Rogers. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yep. I, um, I agree with what you're saying. I'm just saying that, like, I don't think they'll ever stoop to the line of saying Ziggler. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. No, they <laughs> will. Okay. If, he, if he's the only right. one that can get. <laughs> yeah. okay. Look, look, maybe they'll I'll just... show, Look, they'll show that cash in on fucking Luke. <laughs> like, <laughs> look at the arena going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Roman look, Reigns. No, They'll be playing video of him turned around with the belt on his ass. Yes, all that. Dude, he was so revolutionary, so groundbreaking. God what, damn it. What, what, a, what, a, what a great three months or two months it was. There was Antonio Naraka. There was Buddy Rogers. There was Bruno. There was Hogan. And then there was Roman. Oh, my God. Oh, that's definitely I might as well go ahead. I mean, that's definitely going to happen. Edge, we might as well wrap Edge up. Yeah. So Edge, the Ad- Edge, Adam Legend Coburn. Run. You can get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. here. <laughs> fuck you. Oh, my God. Whoa, 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 wh
the way that they portray this man is fucked up. We're not saying fuck him. Yeah. What, 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 what happened here? What did Edge do? I thought we were on their clear to stand it. Like, yeah. what happened? <laughs> you like Edge. Shout out to Edge. The, yeah. the, the presentation yeah. is, is cap. Yeah. It's for entertainment purposes. All right. I got another <laughs> one. Since, since we talking about cap. You know, um, and I'm gonna save. I'm gonna save the good one that I'm looking at for James. Hopefully, he picks it. Um, but. You talk about those uh, fans that didn't like Brian Danielson switching companies. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna talk about his one. His chief rivals, Roman Reigns moving the needle. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> this gotten to motherfucker. So. <laughs> they have pushed Roman Reigns hard as anybody they've had not named Hulk Hogan from the moment he became, you know, a main eventer or whatever. That is 1,000% true. true. I'm thinking about it. That's true. Well, they pushed. Brock, maybe? Nope. They pushed okay. Bruno, Hogan, and Roman on the same level. They definitely pushed him more than like Austin or Rock. Definitely pushed him more than Brett or Sean. Definitely pushed him more than um, if than, you erase. Uh, let's say wh- definitely pushed him more than, than Cena. But would y'all say what was really? the what was the WrestleMania in New Orleans? 34. 34. Yeah, 34 yeah. If you erase that from history, yes. He's one of the most pushed combined. <laughs> Even that was in service of him. Because when I the guess. match was over, who were they focusing on? Yeah, Roman Reigns. Because they get, knew get they were going to SummerSlam, they were going to scam. scam. But Bingo. Like the thing, but the thing for me is like, I would say, I would say like, once you do, once you do the, I would say, uh, I would throw Brock out there. I, I, I just personally think that Brock is someone that they've carried fear for more than they, they care more about Brock than they do Roman. Um, even even though like you know you see what they do week in week out, but like it always comes back to Brock. But like so for me, it's like I would say I would say that I'm fucking with your statement. Go ahead, I'll get out of the way. Go ahead. I got so Roman yeah. Reigns, they you know him and CM Punk obviously have something going on with them. Well, um, we, we know what that is. Like, and CM Punk has been kind of hesitant to speak on it. Like of late, he's kind of left it to Roman to, to do. Well, well, okay, so I think this all stems from that that Cabana podcast where, like, whether um, Punk intended to or not, help lead to Roman's job being harder when it came to uh, by the time a couple months later we get to that 2015 or Rumble. Like, granted, he was still going to be saying suffering suck attached. He was still going to declare for the Rumble, right? But once you put that out there that like the thing that they were kind of doing on the tuck is now like a, a wide open secret. It makes it then for people that like say, no, I don't want that because Vince is not a book, even though we know he doesn't have a book, but like you're also making this job harder. Um, so then they have to call him the rock and then the rock gets fucking booed. Right. So, um, if you're, if you're someone like Roman, you're always going to, to have a resentment for, um, for CM Punk in the same way that like we look at like Scott Steiner like not liking Ric Flair or right. um, Bret Hart not liking um, Hogan. Hogan right or you know a lot of people not like Hogan a lot of, yeah. I mean, a lot of, not like that's Hogan. everybody so, yeah, right so like from from that from that perspective of like you I had a job you made my job harder like I look at the history of all those people right that like hate 
that in the history of wrestling, like we just love for like the fact that they hate this other motherfucker till the end of time, and we like kind of romanticize it. Like we look, ain't nothing better than watching Bret Hart come out here and say fuck Hulk Hogan like, like every three like, months, right? Yeah. So like so for me, like when I have when, when Roman comes out here and he throws some some something at CM Punk, whether I don't whether or not like I do, I think that like um. Do I think the Roman fans, the Roman super fans, have like t- going overboard with it? Absolutely, but like I still feel like if I'm Roman, if I was in his shoes, I'd be like, "This motherfucker made my job harder." I maybe I, I don't have to I don't have to like try to be political and nice and um and a uh, um spin this in a way that's like uh, it's just like it's all everything's all good between both of us. Like, nah, man, you made my job harder, and you didn't have to do that because you because right. you had a grief because you had some shit going on with this man. You made my job harder. I, I was one of the boys like they just like everybody else was one of the boys. What the fuck happened to me here? So yeah. I'd be mad. So I, I think so, so, so now you can go to your point. I'm just saying, like for me, I'm, so I just want to get my piece out there. So go ahead. Sorry. So so when he talks about like the uh, the moving the needle stuff, like yep. all this has done is blow up in his face yes, all is. year. Absolutely, yeah. um, absolutely. He's now coming out with merch and wearing it in Chicago and yeah. um, doing all that stuff. But like we're talking about, you know, him going head to head with the bunny. Yeah, <laughs> and the bunny and yeah. Matt Seidel and Matt Seidel and, C- yeah. and CM Punk like My doing trainer. more ratings, <laughs> doing more ratings than him, right? Like, and then you start looking at it like Roman Reigns' entire main event career has existed in the network era, so you've never yeah. really been able to quantify his real effect as far as on yeah, anything, like, right? Like being able to yeah. do uh, pay per view vibes, yep, right. Yeah. So like. You know, UBS Arena. UBS Arena. We'll get. We'll talk about and, that. And, like, and then as it happens, you see CM Punk. He's talking like he's not being able to move a needle. And it's like well, he's this, selling out this, the United this, Center this, on a rumor. That on a rumor, a, a well-known uh, out the rumor, and then also like his first then, match. His first, his first match like doubles pay per view buys for a company. Correct. Like, like uh, and I don't mean like it's a small number. It goes from one hundred thousand to two hundred thousand. Which is crazy. And yeah. then um, the UBS Arena, Roman Reigns is getting added, and he's adding yeah. 300 tickets to the draw. Yeah. Shout out to Jesse Collins. Like, he wrote, like, this um, entire thing. And I think the uh, like the Roman Reigns hype machine has gotten so empowered that he's turned heel the last year, and they've just made him this untoppable monster yeah. where everyone feels like they just have to uh, fall in line with it and be like, oh, this is so great just because it's better than what it was before. That's true. Or whatever. And it's like... It's true. I think it's a lot of posturing to keep him at this level that I don't know if he's necessarily at, but they treat him like, or the whole thing with the needle moving thing, like I said, it all blows up in his face every single time really badly. And it's almost like, well, what about this every time? And I don't think they really have any good answers for it. I don't think his fans have any good answers for it. So they'll just spin, you know, the shit however, but um, it's real telling when Roman Reigns uh, fell off the Hall of Fame ballot last year, mm-hmm. and it, it. I don't know when he's gonna come back. Never, but he'll I think yeah you know, he'll come back. back. But <laughs> like after this year, he'll come back. I think he's going to. You know, they're they're putting it back in there with Brock now. And, Great, and that's not really like lighting the box off because, because we fire. know we all know how well that does for Roman Reigns whenever he's around fucking Brock Lesnar yeah. historically ends so up being busted the white meat right so like I think the whole movie and acting like he's this gigantic enormous star like WWE's put out these uh 
these these non-quantifiable like stats talking about you know he's the highest selling merch for a heel ever it's like when did you start measuring this like right, like where right, is this located right. i can't compare this to yeah like yeah. they they talk about you know this is the most watched SummerSlam of all time and all those other and then, shit and, then, and, then, and, like, and then his response was needle moving it's like <laughs> Like bro. that's like this it's is, like these, this, these are this fake is, W these are entertainment is, stats. You mean to tell me this is more washed than, than Highway to Hell? Right. Austin and Undertaker? Right. Really? 98? Right. Okay, sure. <laughs> like, nah, man. Like, it's like these entertainment stats. And I think a yeah. lot of people are getting wrapped up in the kayfabe, running with that shit, and it's just like it's becoming insufferable. It's become well that one of our is like it's become it's been tied up into like as WWE has gotten harder and harder to detangle and figure out like who matters um, in in levels that you know can be you know ways that can like get people more money on second contracts or new contracts, it is which is fucking intentional by the way because they don't want to pay nobody. Like as it's all happening, like they keep coming up with all this jargon and stuff to like try to track how this stuff works, and it's like. Once people once they get once they get latched onto and thrown into the into the uh, the internet discourse, then it's like then it becomes like the rhetorical uh, the, the rhetoric of the day, and it's like if you're Roman, if you're someone that's like you should be a more over than they, than he than he currently is. He's in a good spot, spot right now, but like he should have been this over fucking three years ago. We saw a real needle moving this summer in WWE. With John Cena, right, right, yeah, right, and like, there's no reason, there's no real reason why Roman Reigns never was able to get to those heights uh, outside of Vince Man's incompetence. But like, no one's gonna, no one's ever gonna pull Vince Man to the carpet for that, especially when you're already making, you know, record uh, profit. You're already making seven, seven million. Uh, uh, you're already making like uh, uh, seven digits a year from the dude, so you're not gonna call him to the carpet for it. So it's like, okay. Um, it's just, it's just a, it's a weird and, thing. And, and what they've done is position him so far in front of everybody else. Yep. And they've done this throughout his career yep. where it's like Always. they've cut off anybody that had a chance to be a threat to him. They've done it to the point where there's no, like, successor you can look for in the future that they've turned him heel. I've always maintained that the next big baby face star after – uh, to take it from Roman is Roman, yep. like, and it's about to happen. And it, like they're going to use Brock, you know, to facilitate Roman turning back face to being the, the face that they always wanted, Probably. right? Probably, so, yeah. like, there was never another option like coming. And all these people have just been sacrificed to him. They've had to bow down like the West Side Connection in front of him. And it's just been, they've, they've, and the knee. Like, they completely, like, wasted Daniel Bryan. I refused to watch the, the matches at the end, like, with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns because I was like, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not doing, I'm not watching y'all essentially execute, like, <laughs> Daniel Bryan's career, like, WWE. Fuck that. Like, fuck you. Like, I'm not doing this. What, here's the funny thing about all of that. There will be people who turn around and be like, this was long-term booking. You know, like New Japan, long-term booking. They planned this all out. It's funny. All I, around. I look at you, Rich, and, like, you made the same face. I was making the same face. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Go ahead, John. Sorry. But there are people who are going to say that. Like, this was all part of the plan. You know, it was not five. It is, is not. not. <laughs> it is not. Exactly. Five years ago, Vince thought this was a really good idea when it came to like w- when he sat down with, you know, Phil Brooks. He said, you know, we got to make, you know, 
fucking, you know. How drunk are you? Bro, my God. Oh, I'm, I'm super drunk. <laughs> but we got to make Roman look really strong because five years from now, he's going to be fucking jobbing out Roman Reigns or uh, Brock Lesnar and all this shit. And, you know, he's going to job out fucking Brian Danielson and send him to AEW. And Edge. And double edge, pin them. Double pin them. Stack double pin those guys. Bro, that shit, like, when I watched that main event, I and saw Cesaro. what they did. I was like, well, what the fuck was the point of the three-way then? Like, <laughs> right. if he was just going to stack them both on each other and make them both look like hoes, yeah. like, they got to run. <laughs> well, you know what the real reason was? Like, we'll put Daniel Bryan in the main event of WrestleMania, yeah. and hopefully he'll resign. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what that was. Little did they know, Daniel Bryan felt nothing right. about that. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, yeah, no. no. Do you remember that? The rhetoric of, like, look, man, like... They're going to boo him. No, no, no. That, they're going to boo him, and also, like... He no one not, wants him here. Well, not that part, but the part was, like... Talk about Bryan. His... 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 His return or whatever, or sorry, where he's going to end up going is like after his contract is out, after like uh, he lost those matches with uh, with Roman, it's like, hey, he's going to go take care of his family, go be a dad. Like, you can do that. Get look, like, got fucking worked. Like, no, <laughs> like, why do you why do you convince yourself that like someone can't be a father while like wrestling once a week? <laughs> once a week. <laughs> yeah, but you guys. Are- are missing the Sorry, point. but everyone like, should be loyal to in, WWE. In There's no other wrestling than WWE. Yeah, it was all long-term book- booking in 2014. People yeah, were like, was. you know, Vince was telling himself, years from now, when we do this whole triple main event in WrestleMania, this will all be part of the like, yeah. you know, plan yeah. to get Brock or uh, Brian to. You know, resign with a company. You know, yeah. Like meanwhile, that like part of it. Be like, yeah, that's great. That you you believe that? That's cool. Explain to me how this Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns thing in 2019 ties into what happened with them. I'm sorry, in 2021 ties into what happened to them in the summer 2019 <laughs> when they have a feud over someone trying to fucking kill Roman Reigns with a uh, by crushing him with a car, and then it turns into like, yeah, oh yeah. Both of them are not off, not on the SummerSlam. Tell me, explain to me. Like it, it was all. You mean to tell me all this hinged upon? Um, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name from the from the fucking Bludgeon Brothers. All this time, all this time, and then yes, yes, Braunstrom. All this, I'm sorry, Braunstrom. Eric Rowan. All this time, all this hinged upon Eric Rowan. Get the fuck out of here. He's not in the company no more. Also, like, you know, the whole thing is, like, Braun Strowman's going to be our next, like, super, like, major star. But then, you know, his Fine. contracts have become too expensive, so we're going to fucking cut him. So, you know, fuck him. I'm shocked they didn't make him do another job at Roman before they got rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, shocked. you know, Rich, that would be, like, that'd be fun as fuck. That would be con- conventional, like, you know, booking. But we don't do that here at, like, WWE. It's month to month. So we'll just fucking see yeah. what, like, matters the most to the bottom line. At the end of the day, Cesaro didn't fucking matter. Nope. Brian didn't fucking matter. Great match, but nope. Edge yep. didn't fucking matter. Hey, like, and this tribal chief shit has gone cold. All it is, or it was, at least when they broke up, Paul Heyman making all these funny faces. Roman Reigns, like, sitting backstage, like, looking pissed at one of his cousins, and, like, them being disappointed in... Fucking something up, and then he's like, "Dude, I'm about to fuck y'all up." <laughs> Roman's gonna make fucking mad faces. 
the two Usos are gonna fucking fail, like you know, driving tests and like you know, <laughs> all that shit. But like at the end of the day, they're still gonna just be lackeys to like Roman and like you know, Heyman's. It doesn't matter what his legacy is. All it's gonna matter is the fact that he serves Tribal Chief, but maybe he serves Brock Lesnar. We don't fucking know. And all these other guys, they're just a cast of characters. Just all geeks. They're just fucking geeks, and none of it fucking matters. And at the end of the day, it's long-term booking. No matter what you say, Roman's the fucking wrestler of the year. Fuck Kenny Omega. (laughs) Fuck the fact that he's been the champion in three major companies on two continents and major companies. Roman's the top guy. And uh, top guy of the business, he, huh? He's doing the best work of his fucking career, even though it's not changing the bottom Look, line. And, that, and that's, a funny, that's, a, that's another funny thing about all this shit, right? Like the people that are loudest about how this shit is so great and all that were like, I'm like, well, if how do you say this shit is so great now, right? When we were telling y'all the shit he was doing was whack before, and y'all was you know championing and saying that shit was like on point then, like what what changed? He doesn't sell more tickets. He doesn't sell more pay per views. He doesn't change the ratings. But he's doing really good character work. He's basically Jay White. Oh, oh my god! Wow. <laughs> Fuck you, Expl- bro. Explain that one. Well, I don't need to explain it. The this man is drunk. <laughs> <laughs> all I need to say is he doesn't change fucking business. That's all I hey, need to say. When you get beat by the bunny in the ratings, I don't want to hear shit about needle moving. I don't want to see no t-shirts. I don't want to see five stars on them now, because, dude, like, to me, to me, the biggest L is the, the UBS arena. Yeah, that UBS inexcusable. That's, like you have Talk about New you. York. You have both promotions. Buddy. New York is your company's city. (laughs) And and you have AEW and WWE running head-to-head in the same building, selling tickets for the same week. Antonina Rocca. (laughs) Rolling in her grave. Pedro Morales. (laughs) AEW have no problems getting tickets. They have to do, what, the the two for... Buy two, get one free. Buy four, get one free. Roman Reigns. And then they they put Roman on and numbers. What, they got 300 tickets? 300 tickets. Like, this man is not the star that he thinks he is. He's not the star that the company thinks that he is. He can call himself a needle mover all he wants. It's it's a gimmick. It's on a shirt. It's a gimmick. He's not a needle mover. And I I don't know if y'all touched on this, but, like, all of that stuff with Roman... This year, as far as, like, how well he's done creatively, um, given that, like, it seems like he has more of a um, input on the things he can do, and he's more or less, like, he's more willing to put his foot down on things comparatively, comparatively speaking to when you're having him doing the suffering sucker tash bullshit. Um, suffering sucker tash. <laughs> so, right, we're, like, and the thing is, like, we're all kind of, like, I think I think we're all to a to a to a man here, all to a person here, like happier that he's more or less like because he realized he's a top star and he's taking advantage of the fact he's a top star. And he can tell Vince no the same way that like when they were doing Roman uh, the uh, Randy Orton and Edge stuff, and it's like get the fuck out of here, Vince. We're going to tell our story and we're going to cut promos and we're going to be really fun and like if the match it doesn't go it, the way it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter because like we said we had to say and our bill was very fucking good and like. You couldn't have done this without us. So, and, and it made it feel so different. It's like, a lot of the Roman stuff is like, 
it feels like he is putting his imprint on what he wants to do with pro wrestling in a way that's like all these other guys aren't allowed to do. And like, we appreciate like someone being able to like use that to say like, I'm trying to make myself different from the bullshit that you do because the shit we all recognize shit you do is bullshit or whatever else. But like, I'm your top guy, so I can do that. And like, I think we're all happy for him in that instance compared to like what he was doing like four years ago. And it's like, he's just listening to anything. He's just listening to anything Vince tells him to fucking do. And it's fucking awful. They got him like this dude is like literally um, a fourth as over as he could be given like the raw tools he has. Like I think we all, I, me personally, like when I saw saw Roman when they broke him out in the singles, I was like, he is so much like starting out like when, when compared to Cena starting out, he is so fucking far ahead of that dude. And like if it don't work, it's because Vince fucked it up or that dude didn't like try hard. And like you see that this dude is. As a technical wrestler, has improved. Like there has been work for him to get like to where he is now, and it's just like, what could have you know? You almost like, hey, could this have happened sooner? Could we have not you know fucked him up at that 2015 Rumble? Could we have you know um, avoided the CM Punk thing that came out? To, so it's like no. So, 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 <laughs> So the thing is, like, for, from that perspective, I'm like, I feel, I feel bad for the dude, and I've always liked the dude, but I've always felt like that they pushed him a year before he was ready, and then by the time he was ready, people had already t- soured on him, and then, like, he's had to figure out all these ways to stay afloat while also already being recognized because of what, the way he looks. He's already at this certain level that, like, other guys just aren't because, like, there aren't no other, you know, uh, former defensive lineman ass motherfuckers with six packs and they're walking around this bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for me, like, I'm kind of happy that he's had this run while also ex- understanding, like, it only means so much because, like, it's it's still Vince fucking up everything that he touches. Um, especially Ronick is like, you mean to tell me y'all can't build no credible challenger for this dude? Like the point, the it's point like of, so the, the point of pro, the point of professional wrestling is you build is, is you get heat so that you can have a payoff and like what the fuck is a payoff for this? I mean, literally, a few days ago I was talking to Rich and I said, "How could they fuck up Roman Reigns? How could they have like right. literally fucked him up? Look at the guy, right? Look at him. He's right. got nothing but star potential written all yep. over him." Someone who's a competent, like, experienced booker would do nothing but draw money with him, but they've done nothing but fucking ruin their company with the guy. It's like, I think they've used him in spite of people. Yep, that's to true. To the detriment that's of true. other people. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. Even to the, to the detriment of his own, like... He should be way bigger than Bro, he yeah. is. Like I said, even after he got cancer and overcame it, and came back, and they still couldn't figure out. And how to they make still work. couldn't figure out the, how to fucking use the him. same way they couldn't figure out how to have Daniel Bryan come back after being retired for multiple years with a with um br- uh, you know with uh, brain issues or whatever else. They still couldn't figure out how to make that work. They they had him out here turning heel five months later after he came back. They had Roman Reigns literally like he shows up um, WrestleMania season for WrestleMania thirty five, and then like four months later for Russell, for SummerSlam, he's off the card. Three weeks into a field for Daniel Bryan because they have they have to figure out whether or not they need to turn Daniel Bryan heel uh, or if they need to turn um, Eric Rowan heel. It's like, yo, this is what it, what is going on? Like, this should not be this fucking hard. They were making Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns team up at a certain point. 
Like it was all fucked up. But oh, yeah, speaking of that, speaking of that R.I.P. Brody uh, Brody Lee because that meant that three that that fucking awful what? show. Uh, one of the worst shows in WWE history since we've been covering um, WWE, right? Um, on, on podcast form. Uh, that 2019 Hell in a Cell. You have the um, you have the Becky and the Sasha um, Hell in a Cell match. You have the Roman and Brian versus Luke Harper and Rowan match. And then after that is fucking disaster and you end up getting to that Fiend and, and Seth Rollins match. Like, all this shit ties into time together of like this man is a fucking cancer on his own fucking company and he does anything because he doesn't want to get the fuck out of there. He doesn't realize what he's doing and he's poisoning everybody and that's where we are now. And like we should have two thriving, uh, two thriving, um, uh, thriving <laughs> creative companies um, in, North, in major North American professional wrestling. But instead, we have one and the other. Uh, in the second one, makes a shit ton more money than the other one, but. They're, but they're so shocked uh, storytelling that like there won't be new, uh, new generation fans. There won't be like they're all gonna die and they're all gonna be sixty one, fifty, whatever else in the median age of their um their viewing audience and people will be talking. Well, they're doing great with their viewers. They're like, yeah, open watching that shit, bro. Like, I'm sorry, like yeah. your your son's not gonna want to watch that bullshit. And it's right. not. Can you imagine what they would have done with this guy in Memphis or Tennessee or fucking Georgia or? Florida. What would Bill Watts have done Bill, with Roman Reigns? We, we were fuck that. We were just watching um Starcade '95 with uh, that, that triangle match with Luger and Sting and Flair. <laughs> oh you, can you imagine if Ric Flair got a hold of fucking uh, Roman Reigns in 2000 uh, or any '95? Yeah, he'd be like. Bro, Carlos Cologne would have a thriving business right now if he had fucking Roman Reigns. Mm. Right, and it's like, yo, man, like. Uh, it, I can't believe that like we have this guy, we have all these other wrestlers that are awesome, like like Seth Rollins, and like even Seth Rollins came and enjoy because they fucked him up five away from Sunday too. He like, fucked himself they up can't a lot fu- too. Well, <laughs> yes, and, and, and yes, but like because uh, of brainwashing by Vince. I, look, call whatever you want to. Like, there are also people that like are also super talented. Like, also like when they got fired, also fucked that way because like Alistair Black was the same way. Where like he got fired and like he did not bury. WWE and it's like, hey man, like he enjoyed the time in the company. If you enjoy your time in the company, whatever else, fine. I would just say to y'all, don't carry this water when y'all know that like they got y'all doing going out there looking crazy. And then only and then like after y'all let get let go, the only person um, to be able to explain that shit is, is y'all, and y'all want to still carry water for it because like we gonna look at you like you like you you don't you don't know what you. Like, it ain't doing. no reason for you to to do this, bro. It's like, hey man, they got you out here looking crazy. Just be like, hey man, it was what it was, and move on. Like you ain't gotta. You ain't, I'm not saying y'all gotta bury anybody, or whatever else. Just say like, hey, leave I the burying for us, <laughs> right? Like you ain't gotta speak on it. Just move on, and then like do your thing. Like, and um, you look at where Alistair Black is compared to where he was uh, before, and it's like, hey man, night and day, night and yeah. day, night but and day. Roman same talent as the needle mover. You get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Um, All right, James, you got the last pick in the second round. I I am sorry. Um, I have pulled up the John Moxley hard cover. Um, you know what? I'm going to skip over I that. was wondering why. I was like, why do you have that book? Uh, we'll get to it in passing when we go through uh, in the second, in the um, when we go through the speed round. But uh, I just want to, uh, I, so what I will do is do it. move on. Um, I I don't know what Rich exactly wanted me to talk about. I know what he wants to talk about. 
Why are you rubbing okay. your pants? Because he, he knows. Um, so, what the fuck? <laughs> Heating it up. You know. <laughs> so, um, we all, I think our first time all being together, um, plus with the rest of the Largo Loop was the SummerSlam. Well, SummerSlam, like I'm talking about Bret Hart, like SummerSlam this year. Uh, the, this is SummerSlam. Right. Uh, right. The watch party for this year's SummerSlam. And a big part of that match was, or a big part of that show um, was Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Mm. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, and the rematch of what they did at WrestleMania, um, the first WrestleMania main event um, with two black women, and it won the best matches of the year um, in anywhere in the world. Two black, two black wrestlers, period. That's true as well. Um, so, to go from that joyous moment to they go from that joyous moment to we're going to get a rematch of one of the best matches of the year anywhere in the world, and to find out that like um, we don't know, we haven't heard anything, and Sasha has been around, and they keep advertising her and false advertising her. Um, to we get to the show, Bianca comes out, and then as champion, she comes out with the belt. She comes out first, and then we get this stalling, and then we get her, we get her word that like Sasha will not be in attendance, and then be and then Bianca's promo saying that like she's ducking me, but I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to her again, and then they bring out Carmella, and Carmella, someone that Bianca has beaten like a Cherokee drum. Um, for most of uh, 2021, and no one's feeling it. She comes, Carmella comes out to fucking silence. Um, <laughs> and then Becky Lynch's music hits, and the crowd goes wild. And this is, um, like one of the best returns of, of recent years in pro wrestling. Where it's like we had this is the last time we. Like, this was a top star. This was the last. This was one of the last few people that like left this business that felt like a top star, a needle mover in the words of uh, of Roman Reigns, um, leaving the business, and they come back and <laughs> they squash in twenty six seconds. They have a match where they shake hands, and Becky catches her with a move and a manhandle slam, and pins Sasha Be- or sorry uh, Bianca Belair. And like it's like, yo, these things are real fragile. A lot more fragile people take um, than Vincent Man cares to uh, cares to um, treat. And like, as someone that was around on the main roster for a full year and did a lot of nothing, for that person to then like come back to it after they you know finished, I think second in the Rumble, their first Royal Rumble. To then win the Royal Rumble, then get you know beat the you know one of the top stars in the company at WrestleMania in a, this all time classic match uh, in the company's history. For them to then four months later just be like treated like nothing and thrown away, and more or less like demoted to the to, <laughs> to the B show after that, like it was really fucking disheartening, and it's like. Y'all don't know 
like just like we talked about the Roman Reigns as far the Roman Reigns thing was like they don't know what they're doing and Roman Reigns as far as over as he is right now people were happy that he's on top right now and is doing the best stuff he's ever done creatively a lot of it like he's still so much less over than he should be given like what what someone of that kind of package um, historically has done in pro wrestling and. Like, I look at Bianca, and, like, there's nothing that woman can't do in professional wrestling. And to see what they've done with her, um, quite frankly, since WrestleMania is, like, it, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm offended. Like, I, I, I look at women's wrestling all around the world in from the indies, from, from Shimmer and Shine to, um, you know, the lower levels of, of Joshi to um, Pro Wrestling Eve to um, the the top, the pinnacle of stardom. And, like, there is no woman with that height, that uh, that size, that strength, that speed, that, uh, that, uh, that just raw athleticism giving, giving her level of experience that, like, is the... That, that can do that kind of stuff. Like, you, you can talk about Utami Hayashishta all you want to. If I put her in a WWE ring and told her how to wrestle the WWE style and wrestle in that way, she would struggle compared to what Bianca has, has done. Um, and, we're ta- and at this point, we're talking about a woman that is probably going to finish no worse than second in Women's MVP and the Observer Awards, Right. Uh, for 2021 this year, uh, Utami. That is a level of impressiveness that Bianca exudes. Um, and, like, we saw her first match, her first televised match, uh, that Kyrie Sane match. Yeah. And, like, you you can say all you want to about, like, the PC not being able to produce nobody. She's that kind of talent level where it's like, they can, they can't, they can't make nobody. She still figured out, <laughs> figured this shit out. Um, and you would figure that that would be something they would want to push forward and be at the front of the and to be at the front facing parts of the company as the face of the company, faces of the company, right? With like Sasha and Roman and Drew McIntyre or whatever else, and potentially whoever else they want to say, Seth Rollins, whatever, Becky Lynch. Um, and it seems apparently for some for whatever reason that miss that fucking mystifies me. That is absolutely not what they want. Um, and I it, it I can't ever go back to watching them. I just can't. Like that broke me. Like I I was um I was watching uh that SummerSlams uh. Watch their watch party with all y'all, and now like I'm wearing a Bianca Bella shirt. Like that is like the ones like there are plenty of people that we all think like you can't fuck them up, and they still fuck them up. Like Bianca is the ones like you can't possibly fuck up something like that, and you watch all the way. It's like not only are they not only are they fucking them up like. Apparently, they don't even fucking care. Yeah, and it's like, and yo, then they like, went on to book her like shit for like the next quarter of right. the year, yeah. and that's where what, she wasn't winning matches. She was like 
being in matches, not being involved in the finish, like DQ. But people will still tell you she's getting pushed. She's yeah, a, she's right. a star because she had the, the WrestleMania match with Sasha. And it was like, like we said earlier, like, like I know uh, what it looks like when they don't want to let her beat anybody worth right, a damn. Watch right. Survivor Series, right? Bianca, like you mentioned, we mentioned earlier, Bianca is one of those people where we looked at and it was like, there's no way they can miss on Bianca Belair. She's a can't miss person with a raw ability that she has and like the just a star like the money making machine that WWE could do like she should be a star like easily and they've just dropped the ball over and over again like yes they had the great Wrestlemania match but like what what's she done since then like you mentioned Richard they're putting her in matches and where they don't want they they don't really care about beating her they'll beat her or they'll put her in some kind of no finish or some kind of crazy fluke or She'll beat somebody like Carmella on like a random SmackDown. She's picked up no momentum. Um, she's not heavily pushed. They, obviously, the, the bigger star Becky Lynch came in and steamrolled her, and she they just they just don't do anything with her. And it's going to be another poor case of uh, a raw talent being mishandled. I, I was hoping that she just she loves wrestling and that when her contract's up, that she can go to a place like AEW or if the boards are open, go to Stardom and. Get better and actually become a star because in WWE it's not going to happen. And the thing is, with, with Bianca, she's probably going to come back around the next time, like uh, like WrestleMania comes, and probably be back in the mix again, right? Right. But it won't be the same. Right. Like it won't. It'll be right. less. Like it'll it'll less people be into to it viscerally. It'll be like, yo, y'all fucking blew it with her. Like the the star making opportunity and like the the moment was SummerSlam when she got to run it with Sasha again. Right. They took that from us and we'll never get that again. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the time. Like I, I feel like when you fuck someone up at that particular time where they can launch to the next level. Right. That next level don't exist no more. Right. And, and the main thing about this, like, the reason why this even made the list was, or the main reason why this made the list was because, like, the fact that, like, how WWE false advertised Sasha Banks yes. the whole time. And then, and, and then And then, like, ultimately gave us Becky Lynch, but, like, Becky Lynch is 26 seconds. Yeah. So, like... Oh, I, we gave you Becky Lynch. So, like, so, so, like, ultimately, like, this whole thing, like, for where we took in this as far as, like, um... But like you could have had a, a superstar and you decided to not do that for reasons that remain un unknown and quite frankly like not not credible. Um like it's, it was just uh it was just it's a weird thing and then like so like for me like the one is like yeah like that sucked that night particularly in particular that was it 40, 20 something minutes of waste of time and that fucking sucked. But it's like, yo, you don't understand the long term consequence of like your terrible decision making. And like most of this comes back a lot of this we go back to when we talk about like the stuff this year that's that's made the FOH already. Is like these bookers seem to like not know what the fuck they potentially are are setting the course for. Like in a negative way, and it's like I don't I don't understand how you don't because like all I do is think of this kind of shit how things can hit the fucking um can, can or can crash or, or or um swerve off the road here and like maybe it's because like you, you you don't book you 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 book and you think of like how things can go right as opposed to wrong but it's like maybe you need somebody like in the assist in like the assistance chair to say like hey don't do that because that will fuck everything up. 
Well, mm. I think in 2021, people believed, based off the Royal Rumble, that, that she's a star. She was going to be star, and not only her, but also Rhea Ripley. They were basically the John Cena and Batista, the Batista of 2021. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were drawing allusions to 2005. Yeah, and. Uh, that's proven to not be the really be the case at all. You know, it's it, it's like we're a year later, and what if you know Batista didn't beat Triple H in uh, WrestleMania? And what if he didn't win the title? And what if he didn't have that you know monumentous reign? And what if he wasn't going against Undertaker the next year? That's kind of the deal you've got with Bianca Belair. That's kind of the deal you've got with Rhea Ripley. And, like, the bottom line is neither of them are on the same level as your Charlotte's and your Sasha Banks and, you know, who Becky, Lynch. Becky Lynch, basically. And they've really faltered in turning the OVW slash NXT level of class of next level stars into actual stars who can turn and generate money. I think they're terrified to really get rid of or to move on from the four horsewomen. Yeah. But but, that, but that's the who part they that's, also mishandled right. along the way. And that's the part that makes it so frustrating is like, you did this same thing to the horsewomen with um, the Bellas. And now that like the horsewomen are your Bellas, you don't understand like how much more over... A, uh, a Bailey would have been had she been the you know the the cuddly John Cena Barney ish character as opposed to what she is now or what she has been yeah. like as a money making potential for 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 younger for a younger audience like you screwed that up and they just decided they didn't want it right and it's like hey okay fine whatever you screwed this up she still made it regardless. Um, but it's like now it's time next generation learn from the mistakes you just made like literally over the last five years and it's like their answer was no we're going to we're going to fuck up the same exact way and it's like I don't I don't I don't want to I don't want to watch tele I don't want to watch television that's made that's ran from a showrunner that like doesn't learn from the mistakes that they've made literally the season before, season four. It's like, there are, that's, that's dumb. Like, this is an anthology series, and you keep fucking up the anthology. There mm. are entire websites and podcasts dedicated to detailing how this company has not handled any women or any generation correctly since, what, Trish and Lita correctly? And they act like they want to bury a W and Impact and, you know, Japan and Mexico and all these other, like, outside companies with dealing women rightly, but they don't want to deal with 2003 to 2021 of WWE correctly. Like, it doesn't make fucking sense. This company hasn't dealt with their women or any, like, generation of, like, women's talent correctly. In what seventeen years, like accurately, it doesn't make fucking sense. Yeah, man, I think um, they've lost generations. I, I think to bring it back to Bianca, that seeing that on that night with the false advertising was horrible. 
Oh, that shit and sounds. Yep. That was just like they have no respect for the audience. They have no respect for the ticket buyers that that flew in to see that show. Forty thousand people there. Supposedly, could you imagine if you spent like real, like hard-earned money? I'd have walked out. Oh my god! Yeah, that was just. I know our homeboy Gats was in there in the building. Yeah, like, like that was that was their first like full crowd, like WrestleMania thirty-seven. Like that was a partial crowd order. This was like their first big money show of two thousand twenty-one. Where was that shit? Vegas, Vegas, the Vegas. new uh, stadium. So, so you had to pay for money, travel. Time off, right? Bored. Oh my god, we're talking like eight hundred dollars minimum. And they're in yeah. the and they're in the you know the Raiders state the Raider the Raider slash um, Reliant Stadium. I think. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Plus yep. time. They'll be energy, doing it next year. They'll like, be there next the year, fuck? right? Yeah. And like seeing that, feeling bad for those people that you know paid for that, and then seeing Bianca get squashed with Becky, and then you know Becky Lynch supposed to make it all better. And, of course, like, Becky Lynch is not what she was because it feels like Austin in 2001, yep. like, you know, is like, nope, she doesn't, no one wants her to really be a heel. She's not, she's she's cutting these promos that are the height of unreality. It's just completely disconnected on what got her to fuck over to begin with. Yep. So, they've not only blown Bianca yeah. Belair, but they blew Becky Lynch They betrayed well. the career that made Becky Lynch the biggest star in the, in the industry, yes. They buried so, both at so the same like, time. And she's just another wrestling. I, I talk about it often, like, yo, you're just, you have a chance to break through, but then you become just another wrestling character. And that's what Becky Lynch is now. Bianca's stuck wrestling Drop and Tamina and whoever else they can, you know, scrap, scrap together on as, the death machine that is Monday Night Raw. As on a three-hour show, instead of her, like, starting this, you know, Jen Walters versus Wonder Woman feud, with uh, that we saw NXT between her and Rhea, nah, like nah, we can't be having the good stuff. Like we gotta have them basically do fucking nothing. So we gotta have Rhea out here like getting rolled up on by Zelina because she's a strategy over Nikki Ash. It's like yo, like I don't understand. Like what do y'all do y'all do y'all want to like do good wrestling and have like good shows and have, clearly, no, clearly no, they no, don't. No, no, no. why are you asking that? We I understand it's I was rhetorical, but like it's so fucking infuriating. It's like do you want to do good things? No, okay, well then like I, I, I'll peace out then. I'll just peace out. Well. On that note, Bianca being squashed at SummerSlam and her booking can get the fuck out of here. So we still got 10 topics. Let's go through Speed a rapid round. fire. J- or James, you want to take the first round? Yes, I have the uh, John Moxley book Mox with me right here. And I am going to a uh, special chapter in this book called Las Vegas, March 13th, 2021, 2.22 p.m. Um, so, uh, it, I, I will give you the first paragraph, and I will move on. Uh, it says, if you read this by far, you're probably familiar with the infamous explosion, or lack thereof, the, fam- the finale uh, that capped off AEW's Revolution pay-per-view. And if you're not, I'll catch you up real quick, though I'm, I can't imagine there's anybody on the planet didn't hear about it. I'm sure President Biden was briefed by his advisors the first thing in the morning. No doubt there were villages in rural East Africa sitting through the campfire, <laughs> <laughs> laughing at it until uh, astronauts on the International Space Station probably shared uh, some uh, fried, uh, sorry, some freeze-dried ice cream as they lamented uh, the news from Earth. Yeah, man, like he. Um, 
in entertaining fashion for multiple pages, like talks about like what he wanted to do, what his plans were for the um, uh, barbed wire splitting death match with uh, Kenny Kenny Omega. And uh, in the chapter before, and it came out, and these chapters are like two or three pages, th- five pages at most, most of these chapters, right? Um, and it goes through it and it talks about like literally like the plan and then like how it didn't go off and then like how he's freaking out and how he's like, with him and Kinks are like, what the fuck do we do? We're in the ring. We don't know what the fuck to do now. Do we play dead? Do we act like it happened? Like, did this, did like, did the bomb. Like I expect the, the bond to have a bunch of dust and we like we blow the smithereens and it look awesome. I don't know if I'm gonna be paying or not. And then he's like, I don't feel nothing. And he's like, he look around, and he talks to you and you're like, yo, I think this shit sucked. I think this, I think we're in trouble here. And then like <laughs> you're like, yo, are we in trouble here? And then Lamas is like, yes, yes. Nah, you guys he's like, yeah, we're definitely in trouble because I heard just heard the crowd boo. We're definitely in trouble here. <laughs> and, and, and then so and then, then from and then, and then from there like. He's just like trying to figure out, like, should I lay here? What should I do? I don't know what am I, you know, because I was supposed to cover from the explosion, but the explosion didn't go fucking off, apparently. What am I supposed to do here? And then, like, Moxie's like, I don't know what to do. And then, like, apparently, like, uh, one of the one of the refs, I think it was Aubrey, tells, uh, tells Moxley from backstage that Tony wants Moxley to, to, to talk his way out of this. And he's like, you want me to talk out my way out of this? I got shit to do with this. You ain't blowing this shit up. What the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> I just want this shit to blow up. You explain it. You bring your ass out here and explain this shit. So, like, this whole entire thing is like, I, he basically explains, like, he didn't have, he had no thoughts on how to handle this or whatever else. And then you, you, know, you remember, like, what he said. It was like, well, apparently Kenny Omega's a hell of a wrestler, but, you know, he can't build a bomb for shit or whatever else. That's the best he come up with, right? And then that whole night, like, next or after the show, because Tony does those um, those press conferences or whatever else, or, or you know, interviews or answers questions from from media, wrestling media, and he was like, yeah, you know, um, uh, Kenny Omega, you know, he just wanted to think that the bombs were rigged or whatever else. He was like, nigga, you gotta get the fuck out my face with this bullshit. Your Bro. fucking bomb didn't explode. You ruined, like, you potentially, uh, you potentially hurt Eddie Kingston by him coming out there. He's supposed to save his friend. It's supposed to be his big face turn, and that got fucked up, and luckily... Because Eddie Kingston and he's, he's nigga figured it out anyway. <laughs> he was the, it wasn't. It wasn't, as, it wasn't nearly. As, it wasn't nearly half as effective as it could should have been. But like he still was able to make it work for him because like people did like the idea of Kingston and and Moxie together. So like yeah, I got my friend back because I you know the, I lost the title, but like I did gain a friend or whatever else. And like when we were beefing over the over the titles, because like. He was so, it was almost like the, you know, like Lord of the Rings, like the ring that, you know, makes you go crazy. Mm-hmm. And like, now that like, that's not a picture, not a, not on, neither one of them have opportunity for a ring. Like they can kind of chill and kind of get back to the roots. And like, Moxley having this, uh, this pull to want to try to save his friend. Like he kind of has, you know, I believe in you, even though you're a piece of shit right now. You think you're a piece of shit. You're not. You're a good dude at your soul. Like, yes, that did work out. But that shit did not, absolutely did not um, go all the way it was supposed to because it was supposed to go out like gangbusters and like, it went out, it went well still, but like, it was supposed to be a whole different level right now. Ruined a great match. Yes. Yeah. That that was one of the most disastrous botches in in the history of professional wrestling. It did not leave someone injured or dead. Yeah, like, it was a point where... It, like I don't think AW will ever be able to like unless, until they do it again and do it successfully. Oh, God. Do you want they, them to do that? 
I don't know. If I, I don't know. I would try. Because like I can't trust these niggas to make sure a fucking bomb can go off. Yeah. They, they and, said and they the were going to do it again, but I don't know if I, they were should. Yeah. And it's like I don't know if I can trust if any bomb can go off. So it's like they left. They left it to like. When, when you leave it to uh, pyrotechnics, 90s. like, the fucking pyrotechnics might not work. So, like, it was like you were depending on some shit that might happen. And I think they had to they had to hold that. There was a lot of um, shit on Twitter that they'll never be able to escape from from it. And I think it, it was just one of the real low points in AEW where I was like, wow, what if this promotion doesn't work? Like, this is going to be something that is pointed at. They should just use Cody's promo or Cody's pyro for. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that was my, that was my joke. It was like, you gonna tell me that this motherfucker, uh, Cody, has enough pyro in all his prom and all of his interests to like to to like blow up an unincorporated unincorporated town? But you mean to tell me that like when it's time for your big blow off of like the best few you've ever told to this point? You can't get you can't get this shit to fire off now, nah, man. I can't. That shit I, I can't. And, that then, shit and, then, and then Tony Khan wants to come out here and be like, "Oh, you know, it was all it was hey, all baby. it was all mind games." Here's a mind game. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so so for me, um, so I, I think the thing for me was it's like, yo, it's gonna be funny, like going to like the Observer Wrestler of the Year rating uh, awards going this year, like given like the kind of like ridiculous run it. Um, Brian or Brianson Danielson has been on since he showed up in in um, September. Like, it could be very well that like Omega or Danielson ends up being one and two for like wrestler of the year for 2021. And like, the literal deciding factor is whether or not a fucking a fucking power technics glitch happened or not. That's true. <laughs> That's fucking absurd. That's ridiculous. <laughs> So the dud can get the fuck out of out here. here. Rich? Um, I'll go ahead and I will draft. Hurry. Man, I will draft. WWE the being the... Ram. Yeah, WWE being the black metropolis for wrestlers oh, and people Christ. capping about this shit. Like, you heard a lot of fans uh, throughout the year uh, portray WWE is just like the place to be for black wrestlers, like in, you know, kind of comparing it uh, to AEW, right? And then you start seeing WWE fire black wrestlers like anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, you start seeing them with that North American title, you know, the nigga championship. Um, <laughs> oh, my that, that God. They, that they give to, you know, the niggas, you know, that they don't really want to put the, you know. Eyes, or, like, James they don't really right want to put the NXT title on you so you get this belt. <laughs> Ass ricochet, um, oh you know, and ass swerve, ass you know, Keith, ton, Lee. Keith Lee, you know, he happened to win it, but what they do, yank that bitch right the fuck off him, um, oh my god, you know, like pe- people capping, acting like Vision Man, Leon Ruff, Leon Ruff, Leon Ruff. <laughs> People acting like I can't drop Vince Man saying nigga on the timeline every day if I wanted to. Like, but meanwhile, you know. My nigga. Yes, yes. Like, this is supposed to be the place for black wrestlers because they let Big E win the championship or something. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, stop this. Like, this is a company with 35, like 50 years of people being racist in WWE. Stop this. So, Black Metropolis, get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. here. 
All right. Saba Simba, oh, suck my dick. <laughs> like, and, and another part about it when you talk about, like, this is Black Metropolis, like, they'll also, like, point out that, like, where the fuck is this, like, when the fuck is, like, Naomi's ever going to get her run? Oh, I thought it was a Black Metropolis. I thought she was going to get a run because, like, clearly she's over enough at, uh, at all these different points to validate that. Oh, she didn't? Maybe you should shut the fuck up and maybe you should stop, like, uh, centering all this stuff around discussion of black wrestlers around black men. I and, guess. And also, like, like looking for professional wrestling to solve your issues with race in America. Yes. Stop! Like, stop! <laughs> look, you, you quit the clown Cody. You, you quit the clown Cody for trying to solve racism. Meanwhile, I ain't never seen WWE trying to solve Ever. racism. <laughs> Ever. Shit. Yeah, I mean, fuck you, Bill Brazil. <laughs> what? <laughs> fuck you, Coco Beware. Wow. Okay. All right, Josh. Uh, all right, um... Yeah, I'm gonna draft uh fucking um I had one. Oh, Peacock. Fuck Peacock, bro. Oh god. You know, I'm gonna make Sorry. it very short and simple. There was a WWE network that we fucking loved because it was very easy to navigate. It was a great like uh platform for us to literally like if I was with my dogs and we wanted to watch like Clash of the Champions one it was really easy, but now you got to go into Peacock and you got to find the season, the year, the episode. I hope that shit plays. And hope it fucking plays. And if you wanted to find something with Boba Brazil, <laughs> okay, on the network. Bro, the search function is mud. On the network, you used to be able to like literally put in like Mad Dog Sawyer and you could find him. Uh-huh. But, but now you can't. Literally, like, if, <laughs> if you try to, like, use the search function on Peacock and you put in The Rock, like, it's more likely to pull up, like, I don't know. <laughs> the series The Rock, like the sitcom. <laughs> Young <laughs> Rock. <laughs> yes, this black, this black man is a trash man. <laughs> what, what, what's a movie that The Rock has been on? That's oh, Fast, Fast and Furious. <laughs> You're more likely The to, Long Yard. The okay. Longest Yard. You're more likely to find that shit. Oh, Tyron Woodley got starched tonight, by the way, guys. Oh, yeah. He got oh, fucking knocked no. out by... Well, that's what you expect. That man like took that, that fight on like a week notice or two weeks notice. Yeah, he wasn't even fucking training. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you, Tyson uh, Fury or... Tyson Fury's Tommy, like a relative or Tommy Fury's like. brother or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some shit like that, yeah. Anyways. So, um, Peacock. Listen, Peacock fucking sucks. It does. Okay, here's the long and short of it. This is a company that holds 95% of North America's history of pro wrestling when it comes to, like, media. Mm -hmm. And it fucking sucks that we can't, like, navigate it and that they've literally eliminated almost all of the searchality, the functionality. Searchality? Ain't no word. (laughs) Ain't no word. Searchality? What the fuck is that? Says you. I'm gonna use that word. Sociality. <laughs> when you used to like pull up a paper, you used to be able to find like the actual like timestamps so you could pull right. it up. That's right. all gone. Yeah. If, if you join a pay per view in in like progress, you can't start from the beginning. You gotta. They started like, selling us this bad dope. Yeah, bro. It's fucking like the blue yeah. magic. Or, no, 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 no. You no, before magic. we had the blue magic. No, no. You went from blue magic to red magic. <laughs> Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's true. Fuck WWE. So fuck Peacock. Peacock. Fuck Nick Khan. Fuck Nick Khan. There's a staff breaking label on a crew. Peacock. If you down with Peacock, then fuck you too. <laughs> Peacock can get, get the, the fuck out of here. I'm just trying to watch The Last Battle of Atlanta. Like, that's it. That's the <laughs> All right, real quick, I'm going to draft Wrestle Kingdom Night 3. Trash! New Woo! Japan versus Boy, Noah. Go. I don't want to hear what people talk about. We shouldn't be disappointed. We should be, we're ungrateful. We're complaining. Bullshit. They came out here. They had a press conference. They had dudes cutting promos and angles on each other, yep. setting up singles matches. Yep. We had reports of guys talking about singles matches that they wanted to do. Yep. They had this whole Shingo, big press conference. Shingo they, Nakajima. They put this on pay-per-view. You can't even stream it. Like you 30 bucks? Yeah, you can't even stream it live on New Japan World or, or Wrestling Universe. You have to pay your hard-earned money, you know, the, the working man's money, <laughs> to watch this damn pay-per-view. And it's a bunch of damn tag matches. You have uh, this is World Tag League Night Twenty Five. Exactly. <laughs> Twenty five. You got Okada and Tanahashi against uh, Muto and um, what's the other dude? Uh, Kaito Kiyomiya. Yeah, Kiyomiya. Kiyomiya yeah. You, you have all these tag matches after after Kiyomiya has been trying to push to get an Okada singles match for years. Yeah, and apparently. Okada wants it too. And there's been so many guys that want singles matches. Oh, we got we got a show singles match against hey, some guy. You gonna get a rainmaker? All right. Yeah, young, we have a young line singles match, and then all these tag matches. You have the LIJ and Congo tag match, and then all these other tag matches. And that's like the only one to actually like enjoy hey, or be, be and like motherfuckers trying to bring up shows from 2011 with New Japan and Noah and All Japan saying, "What did you guys expect?" You right. know, I expected Wrestle Kingdom, motherfucker. That's what I expected because it's Wrestle Kingdom Night Three, right? And it's on pay per view. It's, it, no, it it's, in, it's in a stadium with with a seventeen thousand capacity. Look, either you're gonna be a global company or you're not. And take that shit fuck, off pay per view. No, fuck that. Either you're gonna be a national company or you're not. All right, and people will clearly they think, oh, it's not for us. Yeah. Well, they, there's been a heavy push of how to order it in the U.S. So clearly, they do want it for us, and they drop the ball. Big time here. Why, when people say that, right? When people say that, like, are, are why do they always pick the like the shit that like we don't like fuck with? Like, why why don't they say, oh, some of that shit you like, oh, that wasn't for you, but bro, you because, happen to like it anyway, right? Right. Because also, wrestling is full of fucking politics, and this is Super Clash Three in nineteen eighty eight, all over again. Like my my thing was this, right? Like, if you want to go that route, um. I think I don't know if I tweeted this or not. I don't know. Um, in the conversations, while when I saw that thing late um, at like six a.m. and that like these were all these tag matches or what it was, I was just like, "Yo, so like if you if you were in the polit- if you want to pretend that like this is still the nineteen fucking eighties and you have these politics of like you can't beat you don't want any of your top wrestlers beaten by outsiders elsewhere, fine. If you want to go that route." Then you need to go the assemble slash um, uh, cyber fight route, right? Where it's like, right. if you want to do that, fine. Put your put one big fucking New Japan match versus New Japan versus New Japan match on the card for the top title or between two top dudes, and then put your two your another a uh, uh, big Noah versus Noah match on the card or whatever else, and just basically 
initially off the rip. That's the first thing you say is like, we're going to do that, and we're going to have our match, we're also gonna, our big matches, we're going to put big big singles matches on there, but like, they're not, we're going to be New Japan versus Noah. It's going to be Noah versus Noah, New Japan versus New Japan, and we're going to have the Congo versus LIJ match, and that's what you get as far as a big emotional right. thing and everything else. And like, it settles through after that. Like, just like what they did with Cyber Fight, right? Where it's like, hey, like, we're going to do. <clears throat> A five on five match. We're gonna do that, right? And but they but they want to fucking pretend like we're also in like we're also like because they weren't gonna do inter, intergender. Like we'll put the we'll put the prince of princess match on there between Miu and and Yuka or whatever else, right? Like nah, they they want to fucking they want to play around and be goofy and and like and literally like it's not false it's not false advertising. But they weren't like not trying to false advertise, right? When right. they when they dropping uh, graphics, while all these dudes facing off with each other, thinking you might see something right. special, right. right? Like when you put once you have Shingo and Nakajima talk about each other, and then next thing you know, they're in a match, but like oh, it's faction versus faction, okay. Okay, right. is eight yeah, other dudes in this match? You have Kiyomiya, right? You have Kiyomiya. Talk about for you, for a number almost like two years talking about like how you want some national Okada Okada big leagues him, and then ultimately turns into the fucking mega aces versus Kiyomiya in in Muto in Muto sixty year old Muto. Listen, you guys are you're thirty seven in the biz. Like yo, I'm sorry. Like I thought I'm sorry. I thought it was 2021, not 19, not, not, not 1981. You guys like, are being way I'm sorry, too Noah's not been around that long, but my point is, like, this is, it's, it's so, it's so, it's just so I woke up and saw that car, bro. and I was like, skip. Well, you saw, well, Instantly. You, well, you saw when Murray put that shit in there, like, my whole thing was like, LOL, fuck this car. Yes. <laughs> you guys need to be grateful, because they're doing a cross-promotional charity, charity promotional yeah, Bullshit. charity where they expect seventeen, where they expect motherfuckers to show up in a seventeen thousand uh, seat arena, right? And we need to be grateful because it's better than the WWE show. At the end of the day, mm, cool. How hard is that? Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, like, imagine if WWE and AW, the top two promotions in North America, did nothing but multi man matches. That's basically what you're getting with New Japan versus Cyber Agents top. Right, promotion. You, you got motherfuckers. You, Noah, you have Kenta wrestling for the New Japan side or the, the Noah, Noah side. side. Right, right. So, Either get the win or or the loss while wrestling so, while wrestling in New Japan since 2019. Correct. So, like the funny thing, it, it shit looks like when Austin or Kurt Angle was getting put on the WCW the team to win or lose. So either a they losing to one of their own guys or b they beating one of their own guys like. Without actually putting nobody over well, the faction. Right, Correct. Yeah. New Japan's been the hottest product for decades, and then suddenly within the last two years, Noah's kind of become the hot product. No that's, Togo. No that, Togoism. That's but have they come but have they become the, the, the hot product or has New Japan just struggled because of Togoism? It doesn't matter. Imagine okay. if like WWF was the top product and then suddenly nineteen ninety six WW uh, yeah, took yeah. over. Gotcha. gotcha. And they did a, a cross promotional show in nineteen ninety eight between the two companies, but all we got was tag matches. Right. On it, the it, on the biggest 
on a Starcade show. Right, right, right. But there's also the fact no the, the other part that makes it even funnier is like, what if like at the same time WWF had an all women's promotion that was hotter than the fucking uh, that was hotter than WCW '96, allegedly. Not allegedly is like I, I, like hey, no, man, I'm just like, I'm, I'm just saying like my point is like you, you you do this and like do a third night of uh, of this uh, Noah versus. New Japan thing to try to like get people to care and then ultimately you do something that will never make anyone with a brain care regardless of if they speak English or Japanese and then like and then you had this other part that's uh, this other promotion that's owned by uh, Bushiroad as well and it's like alright you put one match on on the second night of well, uh, New Japan is like, look, man, like I'm not telling y'all what to do with y'all cards because obviously, like, one, the idea that y'all gonna do three nights of this shit is like ridiculous. But the fact that you filled it out with something like no one could, that no one would actually like, that would have been interested in this, would have wanted in this way is like, and so read the room, shit, read shit, the room. That should spoil some of your night two matches too. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. The other thing too is like. I see what you're saying. Like, you got two really hot products, and you can literally do a third night just with those two products and, like, promote your own shit. But instead, you're deciding to, like, literally go with your, like, your big rival and do a cross-promotional show, but, like... That won't lead... That you know by looking at that car won't lead to anything in the future because, like, clearly, they don't want to extend themselves to have to be any, beat right. anybody... They're all, all the people that are going to beat are going to be the pin eaters on the other side of these factions, like in and, and, all, and on these shows. It's just, it's just like really frustrating. And here's the problem: New Japan has a long history of Wrestle Kingdom quote unquote shows being cross promotional between All Japan and Noah back yeah. in the early days, mm-hmm. like 04, 05, 06, 07, where they actually had singles matches between the top champions and even title matches and shit that mattered. And right. that like led like, to other shit. That and video. Now, that now vid- that's all gone. That video of Kojima, right? Of uh, Kojima throwing a fucking belt, and then like Tanahashi and Nakamura like running up on yeah, that man. Serious. Like one that one of those matches, one that one of those shows. That was different, but okay. kind of similar. Okay. Ultimately, we've been super excited for this. This shit sucks. So, <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom Nine Three, get, get the, the fuck, fuck, fuck out of here. So we still have a few things left, but we're—I think our, our rapid fire has been a lot longer. Do we want to try and finish this, or we just want to kind of wrap things up here? The Biggie push sucks. The Biggie push sucks. It has sucked from day one. It made him do a babyface cash in on a dude with one leg, and then they immediately had him lose in a in a triple threat match the next dude, week. Dude, he, he loses the Roman Reigns. Had him lose the Lashley again, like. They clearly book him different from Roman Reigns, and it makes that WWE Championship look like the Super Intercontinental title. It's not a real main event push. push It's not a real championship. Like, it's like some bullshit they're doing during football season, and they're going to yank that shit off him any day now. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't. And they waited too fucking long to to ever put it on him. Yep. They waited like six years to do it. He doesn't win. They make him lose all the time. <laughs> Fuck that shit. New Day started in like 2014. They went six years. That's just hilarious. That's an entire generation. Like, like this nigga's this nigga's closer to being 40 years old than 30. James, yeah. like, hey James, tell us about how Impact Wrestling has the best women's wrestling in the last 20 years. All Jeez. Japan Women's USA. 
Yeah, man. Like, okay, so I don't know. Do you want to take this or you want me to take, or do you want to add Just on? Tell us I, I, real look, quick. I am here to support and I got plenty because, like, you know, <laughs> I right. see this shit we on Twitter, right? And I know who's saying it. All right. I so, know who's saying it and capping. Okay, so if you look at, if you look through, uh, if, have they ever out. had the best People, women's wrestling in the world ever? Never. Not only have they never had, have, not only have they never had the best women's wrestling or best women's wrestling divisions. They, you can make a, uh, you can make an argument and up until like literally the last four months, <laughs> because it's 2.0. They have never had the best women's division in American professional wrestling out before NXT came or after or, uh, before NXT came around. After NXT came around, right uh, on the network, like you got the Horsewomen, you got the Oscar era, you got the uh, Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Saint era, you got the uh, Rhea, Shayna, and uh, Bianca um, in Rhea era, like, and then you have like the uh, you have the EO, you have the Candice, you have the Dakota stuff, and and um, like they, it was always way better and had better matches than. Um, the impact knockouts division had um, with when it was Tessa around and with Jordan Grace or or Deanna Perrazzo now whatever else and people like pre- people have pretended like because they want to uh, bash AEW's women's division even though it has improved dramatically um, in this year compared to uh, their first year or whatever else um, especially uh, their their 2020 during the pandemic time. Um, when they can get people in, like they have banged on that saying, like it's so much better, it's so much better. And then they'll also say it's better than like the women's division in in WWE. And I'm like, I'm sorry, like even though I have problems with Becky, or sorry, with uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks, um, fighting over uh, how to finish somebody with, with one chair when there's 40 fucking chairs in a Hell in a Cell, that's still a four and a quarter star match. You name me the fucking uh, Impact. Uh, knockout match you saw was four and a quarter there ever. are never ever ever any like matches that people point to it like they have fucking emma wrestling one of the fucking iconics right stop this like y'all coming out here on twitter doing the most like y'all y'all want to do all this shit and boost up like or completely ignore the the, the wwe roster right whether it's you're ignoring them because you don't want to Acknowledge the fact that like fight that battle, or you're just in the pocket form, right? Right. Yeah. So you want to try to artificially lift impact when there's gonna be nothing on a match to your list ever, Um, and it's just is complete cap, and it's like the same group of people writing terrible fucking columns about (laughs) about women's wrestling and about. And about, like, you know, all these causes and shit. Like, I saw some shit. Like, I started retweeting on Twitter the other day where I was like, well, your whole column is bullshit because you didn't explain explain anything. So, like, and, and, you know. They should learn from these places. What, What should they learn? Never oh, mind. Nothing. Never mind that part. I didn't mention that part. <laughs> so uh, it, it's a it's a lot of the same posturing and like stop looking for wrestling to solve solve your problems with uh, you know the world at large. Like yeah. I, I hate to say it, yeah. like yeah, that's not how it works. Like it's a business, and um, you know you, you get upset that AW doesn't have uh, more than one woman's match, right? But, like, I don't see these people, like, I don't see looking no- across the world. I don't see these people, like, 
you know, actually contributing, dude. Like in evaluating women women's wrestling in a fair way, right. like not being afraid to call something trash, like it, like it's all just supposed to be good because yeah. we have to just all support women. That's I, that's what it is. Like I want to know, no, I wanna, like I want to know what is from. I want to know what has been happening in these um in like the in, in the knockouts division, right? That will fit on either one of these DVDs. <laughs> Top of the card on either one of these big shows, whether it's all or this all star stream or the fucking big egg universe. I want to know. I, like, I want to know. Like the pro, like the problem is like people are afraid to like call something for what it is if it's trash, and, and it's not like if it's, it's good. It's not like it's bad. It it, it is not bad. At, absolutely, but it's just like it is. It it peaks at very good, and that's it. Like it's and acceptable. Like, and, and then to pretend that like WWE. Um, has not through uh, growing pains got to the point where they can put Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, uh, Bailey into these situations where they can go out there, Oscar, and, and go out in a situation where, like, if need be, at the time when the time is called for, go out there and have a great match um, or whatever else. Like, y'all gotta stop. Y'all gotta stop. You're fucking lying. Here, here, here's the thing with Impact. Gail Kim and Awesome Kong had some very good matches. 2010? Yeah. Uh, 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 05, yeah. 06. 05, 06. Back in the day. Right. And people have been riding the wave of that reputation <laughs> of the of impact since then. Rico's wife had that really good uh, ladder Jackie match. Jackie Gata. Jackie Gata had a really fucking good ladder match. What year was that? I don't even remember that match. Uh, <laughs> Over a decade ago, Jackie Gata had a really good ladder match, yeah, and since then, cap, yeah. it, you it, know, it's a bunch of cap. That, that it, can get that out of here. Uh, the Rock at Survivor Series. Wait, I got one. Oh, go ahead. Okay, last thing, and I'm gonna just amalgamate three things into one. Guys that wrestle and girls that wrestle need to get fucking paid for what they do, and if they add any other value. To your product, to your brand, to your organization, they need to get fucking paid. Whether it's Keith Lee's medical bills, whether it's up, up, down creators not getting paid, whether it's people like Chris Dickinson getting injured on a on a New Japan show and needing to fucking ask the fans to do a GoFundMe to pay for his medical bills. Fuck you if you're New Japan, WWF, or whoever the fuck you are. And not paying these dudes, just fucking pay them. You guys are making so much fucking money. It ain't worth the ba- it ain't worth the bad press. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. fucking like worth it. That shit with Dickinson is like, why the fuck does he have a GoFundMe? Why does hurt, like, any in their ring like, dude? If you're AEW, and I'm not saying that these people are all guilty of this, but period. If you're Ring of Honor, Impact, WWE, New Japan, whoever the fuck, a you know, if you are having. A major league production, you're making multi millions of dollars, and these people are getting injured on your shows, and they're a quote unquote, you know, 1099 worker. Fucking pay them. Just fucking pay them. Yeah. Period. And if you can't fucking pay them, you can get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Period. Yeah. So, last thing uh, The Rock at oh, Survivor geez. Series, Woo! WWE betting over backwards. Uh, <laughs> 
to you know put the rock over and hype it up. Please and make, acknowledge us. Make it think that the rock was going to come to Survivor Series, pretty much begging the rock to show up at Survivor Series to sell tickets this, in the this, building. This man sent a video message to Impact for Ken Shamrock. He sent a video to the Canadian Hall of Famer Bret Hart. This man could not take the time to open up his phone to send a video to Vincent K. McMahon and WWE and Survivor Series. And what we got was the egg from his uh, Netflix movie and dude chasing the egg around. And um, Has anyone here seen that Netflix movie? No. I haven't, but I, I, have don't, I don't think that's much of a I, don't, I, don't, I, I did see it. <laughs> that's not much of a rom-com. But like, was it good? Not some, I mean, I like, I like the rock movies, but... Right. Which means, like, look, the rock make movies... We ain't watching the rock movies whether or not they good. We watching the rock movies because they the rock, right? And but regardless of whether the movie is good or not, like, it has nothing to do. With, the egg should not be a part of a storyline right. of WWE. Austin Theory is a, Austin Theory steals the the egg, so therefore he gets a title shot. Right. You, if you want to put the movie, put that a commercial. Showing so much ambition. Play a commercial for the movie during the pay per view. That's it. You don't need to bring the egg and make it a storyline in the show, and then. To do all this for The Rock and then him not show up, it's like the people that were saying, oh, what if CM Punk didn't show up for all that Chicago build? <laughs> and, but this is. But, a, but was silent, right. quiet as a church mouse. Yeah. When, when The Rock was like, would, would you expect The Rock to actually come? We didn't expect that. They never said that. Like, right. and, the, and the part of me, the funniest to me was like, I had that conversation on Twitter with Tanya, like, Maybe the day before or like hours before the show, when it was like, she said, like, people are gonna be really disappointed if Rock doesn't show up for the show. And I was like, because I had no idea what was going on, because I don't, don't ever, I don't, I never know what's going on with WWE anymore. <laughs> and like, except, like, like the only time, had, like, promoted like, the only, the, they fed the stories to right. the dirt sheets for months. Right. Like, they right. were selling this building on thinking that The Rock was gonna show up to do something. Right. Like, and they keep pulling, and they keep promoting, like, it's 25th anniversary of The Rock's debut in Massacre Garden. And, um, Survivor Series 2000 or sorry 1996 and it's like and like once I realized what she meant I was like oh yeah this was 25th anniversary that would be cool if he showed up or whatever else but like I don't know if he's gonna show up and, and she's like well they've been promoting like all this segments and stuff and of him showing up I was like yo so like they could legitimately like not actually have him on the show and like people will be fear or not fears but like disappointed when he's not on there and it's like they should like be proactive about this and like get a video message from him and play it at the beginning of the show saying like appreciate y'all, love y'all. Um, you know, it's my twenty-fifth anniversary and I'm glad that you know it you know that it happened and you know what you know what's happened with pro wrestling, what's happened with um, you know, Hollywood and you know, my in my life and you know, it wouldn't none of this would happen now for you, thank you for the fans and not now I'm cutting his promo for y'all to get yeah. an idea what the fuck would yeah. happen. But like that's the kind of thing you expect to inform him given that like like you mentioned the Shamrock thing and all the stuff he'll he'll just do off the top off the off off the strength. And like they they showed all them video packages, all the all these great rock moments of the last twenty five years or whatever else, and then like at the end of it, like he just doesn't show up, and like they and they tease like with the egg, or whatever else, like as if he he was going to show up to go get his egg back, his Cleopatra egg back from from Vince, even though it's like why the fuck Who would he? Why the fuck? fuck? And it's like hey, whatever that whatever whatever whatever, it's fine, but it's like y'all knew what y'all were doing. Y'all played all these video packages with, the, with getting hoping that people will be scammed and think that was tuning tune in to stay in the same way that they, they, they had that Johnny Gargano overrun at NXT, where it's like 
Just to hope that y'all will stay tuned to, st- to see what will happen if he shows up or what he has to say or whatever else. It's like, it's the same thing. Same company. It's the same thing from the same company that also earlier in the year uh, scammed y'all into thinking uh, Sasha Banks is going to show up to fucking wrestle a match that, she, that they had advertised for months and be the biggest rematch and one of the biggest rematch in WWE history. So, like, yeah, that's what this company is devolved into. They, like, they know the scam they, system. They. Are we learning that this company and also wrestling in general is full of carnies and whores? Yeah, kind of. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Wait till y'all see the Hardy Boys reform. Oh, man. Ism. Those aren't whores. Those oh. are workers. workers. <laughs> They're fucking workers. So, so Ism last night. Ism. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for drafting. All that stuff can get the oh, fuck, fuck out of here. here. Do we got shit to be grateful for real quick? Yes, I am grateful for the dragon, Shingo Takagi, going out here, breaking his neck to have some good-ass matches and have something positive to talk about from New Japan. I am grateful for Tony Khan for keeping wrestling alive. (laughs) I'm grateful for those brave souls who didn't re-sign with WWE like Adam Cole and Brian Danielson and... Whoever the fuck else, and I'm grateful for you guys and everyone else who's willing to not lie about wrestling and you know tell you like, have open why lie? fucking discourse and also just be my friends and that's about it, you know. And also grateful for fucking alcohol for getting us <laughs> to this podcast. Yeah, man, I'm grateful for the fucking elite. Like the elite, the the elite, like like (laughs) what Kenny Omega did with like fucking vertigo (laughs) and a fucking busted shoulder and busted everything, uh, busted everything. Bro, Kenny Omega twenty twenty one is better than Ric Flair nineteen ninety one. Like, like that shit is awe inspiring. The Young Bucks, like. Incredible tag team reign, drop the belts in style, like basically bend over backwards to, to help Heyman Page get off, get off to his title run. Like the elite, like between Kenny and the Bucks, have read this business like a fucking book for the last like five years. Yeah, man. James. Um. So I'll, I'll get into some specifics, but um, like I'm grateful for uh, AEW. I'm grateful for New Japan. I'm grateful for Stardom. Um, I'm grateful for Drew McIntyre. Um, I'm grateful for a person that, like, regardless of whatever his booking is or whatever they tell him to go out there and say to get him under, he will still, then still show up on pay per view and he will go out there with the intention of scoring fifty any given or forty any given night, and it don't Cesaro. matter. Back up. I same thing for Cesaro, that, but that that his Cesaro <laughs> thing has been like his whole entire run since he since I ever first light, laid eyes on that dude, right? So um, I'm just happy. For, I'm happy grateful for first. Uh, Drew McIntyre in WWE. Um, when we get to uh, the AEW thing, I'm grateful for um, Kenny Omega. I am grateful for uh, Brian Danielson. I am grateful for Heyman Adam Page. I am grateful for the Young Bucks. I am grateful for Death Triangle. Um, I like them dude. I'm grateful for Darby Allen. That man. Uh, all of them dudes go out there and they bust their asses. Um, in anytime um, their number is called. And I, I greatly appreciate that. And they don't bullshit me. They don't play around. They go out there and they 
they go out there and they give the best wrestling they, uh, they think they can that doesn't involve nonsense. Um, uh, New Japan for wrestling, I'm grateful for Shingo Takagi. I'm grateful for uh, Kazushiko Okada. I'm grateful for Tanahashi, or for Hiroshi Tanahashi. I'm grateful for Kota Bushi. I'm grateful for Minoru Suzuki. I'm grateful for... Uh, um, Tomo. Tomo. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I mean, look. Don't get it wrong, you twisted with the Togoism shit that we've been talking about. Like, when it comes down to it, I still feel like they have more horses than anybody that want to go out there and have great matches when, when, when asked upon um, in any promotion period. But they're, they're just in a weird position. Like, but I'll always bet on the on the talent. I'll always bet on the on the heart in the effort of the wrestlers. So, yeah, I got that. Uh, stardom, I, I mean, I could, I could give you a half hour. Rossi. Um, <laughs> I, I am grateful for I am grateful for the draws. I, <laughs> I am grateful for uh, for Shuri Kondo. I am grateful for uh, Utami Hayashida. I am grateful for uh, Mayu Iwatani. I am grateful for uh, Tam Nakano. Um, I am grateful for this promotion that I believe, quite frankly, like given uh, the talent level and athleticism level, like produces the best the the best amount of top level pro wrestling matches while having the least amount of athleticism and talent involved oh because they God. have sheer fucking heart and, and the, the want to, to want to uh, just, just be the best wrestlers they can be night in night out. Like you can look at um, cage match ratings. Now that there are more people that actually watch stardom from the Western um, world, from the Western world. Uh, and you can see that like, if you want to talk about like the top, Top peaking matches, maybe they don't have that. But if you want to say great matches, period, or very good kick-ass matches from like seven and a half on a cage match to above, they're as, they they're as plentiful as anybody, and, and they go out there and they kill it every single night. Like you can go into a stardom, um, you can go to a stardom show expecting to see like at least two to three very good fucking matches uh, on every single show and with, with not much bullshit involved is people cut their little minute promos and they go out there and they beat the shit out of each other. And and it's always been fun. And, like, I'm grateful for that. And I, quite frankly, do not know what my uh, relationship with pro wrestling would not be if not for New Japan, AEW, and uh, stardom at this point in my life. Like, maybe I'd be fucking done watching wrestling altogether and just be disillusioned and say, this, I loved this thing as a kid. I stopped watching for 10 years. I came back and watched it. It was fun. And Vince fucked this all up and <laughs> took everything I ever loved out of American Pro Wrestling. And I'm took fucking everything. Done. So, I'm, so, yeah, I'm appreciated to New Japan, AEW, and stardom. You know who else I'm appreciative of? Jeremy Donovan, the pod father of this <laughs> podcast. Of this podcast network. Listen, every week we do a podcast together and guess what happens at the end of it? I go to sleep. This man fucking edits the shit and puts it all together and continues to do hard work while I fucking slumber (laughs) and get ready to go to sleep. And that is the God's honest truth. We are in his casa. We're in the Donovan Dojo right now. He's made it available to get me more drunk. Right now, than I have been in the entire 365 days since the last time we did this podcast. So, thank you, Jeremy Donovan, for hosting this shit. Thank you for hosting this podcast network. Thank you for all the shit you do, whatever the fuck it else is you do. And I thank you guys for being my friends for however long you guys have been my friends for like, I don't know, it's coming up on decades, so it's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, man. Appreciate the shout out, man. But yeah, this is going to wrap up our fifth annual FOH draft. Should we even keep doing this shit? Fuck this shit. Like, wrestling's well, getting so good. It depends on, on how we draw. How much if, 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 we're, if we're needle movers, if we, if we, if y'all, yeah, if y'all, we'll drop, see. if y'all drop the, the gifts, some don- donations. Look, if y'all, if y'all, y'all, y'all part with y'all yen, you know. <laughs> don't, don't buy the pay-per-view for Wrestle Kingdom 9-3. Yes, drop yes, that right drop, here. Drop that money here. <laughs> yes, sir. Listen, a couple weeks ago, I was talking to a member of this board. I don't want to say who specifically, but someone on this board was like, I don't have a shit to complain about. Let's call it the coming here draft. <laughs> Let's just talk about positive shit. And I was like, I'm not going to be part of anything that's called the coming here draft. <laughs> the coming here draft. <laughs> Oh man! It was rich. <laughs> I didn't say the come in here draft, bro. Yes, you fucking. When, did. when the fuck did I say that? You made this shit up right now, like. Bro. <laughs> I, I never even thought of that. He told me you said that before. He told, like, a week ago. He's like, bro, yeah, we're talking about some coming here. You said the coming here. <laughs> I'm lost, like. <laughs> Yo, oh my God. I'll pull it up. You were saying something like yin earlier, right? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> right, right, not going yeah, to yeah, man. Let's so, close it out. Shout out, shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to James. Shout out to Jeremy. Shout out to Josh. Thank you guys for your donations. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting over the years. Thank you for everything you guys do. Yes. Shout out to the rest of Social Suplex. Yeah, make sure you guys support us, follow, listen, subscribe to the network and support all the shows here. We all put in our work and try to entertain you guys the best we can. Hope we ain't gonna fucking lie. Like, straight up. <laughs> you already did. You said you didn't say come in here. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. <laughs> what, what is happening? And we'll see you guys again next year. <laughs> Rich said, come in here and draft, I swear to God.